What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 29. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing, Eddie Oye. It's me. What's up, Greg? Not much. What's up with you? I I was playing uh, I was playing a video game earlier today, mm, and I, uh, I, I popped you. out to my... Uh, yeah, very unlike me, actually. I never mm, played mm. video games. Um, but today, I made an exception, and I was, I was playing a game, and I popped out to my PlayStation menu... Sure. And I, I I looked down and the game I was playing Persona Five Royal and I, I noticed something actually right when I popped out the game, uh, when I popped out I looked down and under uh, friends are, who are also playing this, I saw one Greg Miller's name. That's right. That's right. Blessing. Greg Miller, do you do you do you have something to say? Oh yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna give the whole Undertale treatment. I can see it. First off, no, I'm not. For, first off, first off, this is insulting on many levels. Although I've given, I know there's plenty of skeletons in my closet. All right, to give you reason for pause, I get it. But first off, Undertale overrated garbage. So that's why I stopped playing Undertale. All right, it's an okay. NES game. It's an NES game. And oh, if you play it seven times, you figure out how deep it is. Jared Petty, only shut twice. Up. All right. And then times. five hours of Persona 5 Royal, you're saying, remember, I did 35 of Persona 5, all right? It was a very busy time back then, Barrett, all right, when the game released. But I've heard you all loud and clear. I understand that this is the black mark on my permanent record right now in terms of games that I have not played, that I had, that I, because I, I, I always talk about time. I love what I played at Persona 5 back in the day. I love the presentation. I love the style. I love the characters. I love everything about it. So I, I woke up today. It's what we've been talking about, I think, you know, on m multiple shows uh, since it happened, right? Plus, this Ghost of Tsushima hangover. What can fill the void, right? I, I platinum Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, I, I started up Mass Effect Andromeda, which again is not Mass Effect, but now that the bar, th that game's been beaten into the streets, right? That you play, you're like, oh, it was actually better than I thought it would be, or whatever. But it still wasn't hitting. And I, I, I woke up today, and it, it, again, it's what am I excited for? What is the next big game? Because obviously, you look down the line Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, there's all these things happening. What's the next big game? And it, for me, and I said, look, looking at the list, it's Avengers, right? Whether Avengers is going to be a, a four, a six, or a ten, who knows? But <laughs> I looked at it, and I was like, that's the one I want to play right now. That's the thing I want to grind out at. And that's 46 days from right now is Avengers. 46 days from the release of Avengers. And I said, it's time. Let's start Persona 5 Royal. Let's see what it's all about. Let's, as the screen says, Take your time, and I'll do you one better, Bear. All right, you want to say I'm not taking it seriously? I'm not doing something. Also, really quick, I just want to point out that uh, no, no one could hear me when I was originally talking, but it sucked because I had I had some sick burns that I I said to Greg. It was great. Basically, I've recapped them all. All right, I've recapped them all. But if you notice here, I have this notebook. All right, and here's what I want oh, you to do. Oh, here's what I want you to do. All right, taking notes. All right, keep right. a little journal oh, as oh. I play through it. All right, wow. that's what I wrote you here. I wrote Persona Five wow. Royal. There are a ton of names in Persona 5 Royal, and it's so dang long. To help myself stay invested, I'm stealing from Steimer in journaling my sessions. I say, take your time, and I sign it, Greg Miller, 72020. And I'm listing character names, thoughts on it and stuff, all right? I'm, I've, I've learned from my mistakes of Persona 5. I've learned from the mistakes of Persona 5, of putting it down and then coming back and be like, wait, what? I'm in, this, I'm in the museum. I'm at this boss fight. I don't remember what is going on. Not this time, I say. This time I am invested. 
I'm proud of you. Wow. I'm very excited. I'm very proud of you. Blessing. So I'd like to turn it around. I'd like to turn it around and not mm-hmm. have it be these insults. But I, I understand. I t- I put, I made my own bed on this Remember one. Remember when like you were going to play Assassin's Creed Origins? Remember when you were going to do that? That one I also did five hours of, and I was like, man, this just makes me want to play Odyssey, and I did. I played deep into it, though, or deeper than I had the first time when I writ- writ- wrote it off. Now I wrote it off with the uh, expectation and intention of knowing that Odyssey is a better Assassin's Creed game, Barrett. You can't argue that. That's facts. All right? Fine. You can't argue that. Fine. Thank you. Blessing, I so want to now, turn it around on you. Can we get an update on uh, your Persona 5 Royal? Because you're tweeting a lot about oh, Royal the man. last couple of days. And this whole this whole episode is probably going to be the the bracket, so I don't got to save this for what's what what I've been playing, right, Greg? It's a great point. I, yeah. can, just, I can just spill out here, right? You can so what? I can I can just spill it all out here. Spill it out, yes, yes. I said pew out. out. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? I mean, like, are we in the race? <laughs> I don't know. Bye, guys. Uh, I'm so I've hit the seventy hour mark in Persona Five Royal, and I've hit I've hit a part of the game that might actually be the worst part of the game. Ooh. Um, yeah, it is. So. Greg, at a certain point, you're going to meet Futaba. You've probably seen Futaba and heard of Futaba, all this sort of stuff. Everybody loves Futaba. Uh, you finish Futaba, Futaba's palace, and then you go into the next section of the game, which is essentially the the Okumura section, which consists of Morgana being the worst that Morgana can be in the game. Oh, no. Consists of Ryuji being very annoying. Consists of a whole character arc that I don't give a fuck about at all. Consists of me meeting Haru, which I would put down there with uh, Yusuke as being like one of the worst Wow. Uh, uh, party, party members, you mean? You're swinging yeah. right now. You're out here swinging. And then, because I fucking hate this part of the game, and then yeah, culminates okay. with one of the worst boss fights in a game that I think I've played, where it is the Okumura boss fight at the end of the Okumura Palace, and basically, you know, how, you know how a lot of bosses in a boss fight, you fight the boss. Yeah. In this boss fight, you kind fight of the title. And, and waves of enemies. You don't fight the boss. You fight waves of enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might actually fight the boss at a certain point. I can't remember at this point uh, because knows, I'm yeah. not beat it yet. Um, but basically, yeah, like it's 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 a very cheap boss fight where if you don't beat the waves of enemies that they throw at you in two terms, two turns, uh, the enemies will then peace out, and then you'll have to redo that wave again. And, like the the boss will then like spawn another wave of the same type of enemy. Um, and it's it's constructed in a way where it's it, instead of being like the rest of the combat in the game, where it's based on like. All right, cool. Like you're 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 using weaknesses. You are you know messing with the different like I don't know mechanics in the in the combat system in the game. You're you're going through this flow state. You're going. You're going. You're chipping down damage from a boss. Instead of that, it is like all right. Let's sit you down. You're basically going to play a strategy game and figure out how you're going to beat these different waves of enemies uh, mm-hmm. by essentially trying to manipulate the 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 weakness slash technical system in the game. It's very it's very annoying. And when I tweeted about this last night, I had. First of all, I've never seen so many people on Twitter in agreement on something. I tweet about it. <laughs> you, this is what unified Twitter. This is what brought Twitter together yeah, this, for the first this time. This is the ever. thing that brought everybody together because I was expecting to tweet about it and I was expecting it to get like the normal thing. People you being suck. Like, why aren't you better oh, at the game? Suck. Get good. You know, why don't you do this? Oh man, you didn't just think about doing this. No, everybody was like, oh yeah, no, this boss fight sucks. In fact, the way that I got past it, and this is me imitating other people on Twitter, the way I got past this boss fight is by turning it to hard because that actually makes this boss fight easier. And when I read that, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Does that How's even that mean? Other people were like, oh, yeah, with Persona 5 Royal, there's like a free DLC pack you can get if you had the first game that will give you like these high level personas. That's how I beat the boss. People were like going back and forth on different ways. They had to cheat this boss in order to beat the boss. It's it's ridiculous. And for a game that is probably at this point one of my favorite games ever, I love Persona 5 Royal. I think it's an absolute blast. Overall, it is is going to be a a high contender in this bracket, likely. Um, Well, 
We'll get there. Because we'll, we'll, we'll get see. There. We'll get there. I don't know. We'll I don't know right. for sure. Right. We'll get there. And really, don't spoil uh, the really quick, bless. I, I want to say I was, I was, I was where you were uh, a few months ago trying to face this boss. It is hard to grapple with the fact that Persona Five Royal is my favorite game of all time. That has maybe one of the worst boss fights in all of video games. But you will wow. get past it, and then the last yeah. forty hours of that game are going to be fucking fantastic. Just get through. Man, it, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. it's the thing of like this game is, oh, this is a long game. It, when I first played Persona Five, I beat it in 120 hours, and you're telling me that this game is that plus more content. And you're so I'm looking at like probably like 130 hours, probably more. And this is a good 20 hours they could have cut from this game. I don't need Haru. I don't need Okumura. I don't need this whole section of the game. Could have cut it out and saved me 20 hours. That's all I'm saying. Still love the game. Still think it's fantastic. But that's my Persona 5 Royal update. I'm almost past it. Once I beat this boss, I'll be past it. Well, believe it or not, this information is going to come in handy here in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, because this is PSI Love You XOXO. It's your PlayStation podcast each and every week. Blessing and I come together to talk about all things PlayStation. If you like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post-show we do. You can write in to be part of it, whether it be questions, comments, concerns, or your PSN name. And most importantly for today, you can watch live. We have a record number of people right right now watching us live to help us decide what's going on in this show remember if you don't want to have any bucks tossed away it's no big deal youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning at 6 a.m you can get a brand spanking new episode of ps i love you xoxo no matter where you get it please consider subscribing liking sharing leave a review on podcast services all that jazz if you only use one platform why not turn on the other platforms? It's free. Subscribe there, like there, do whatever, and then bounce and never come back. It's no big deal. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, welcome to the family, the kind of funny X cast. That's right. Of course, we've had PSI Love You XOXO going for quite some time now. We officially have, at least for six weeks, a Xbox podcast at Kind of Funny. You can go over right now to youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe and growing. I know Spotify, as of recording, is not up yet. That is in their hands. Uh, we have given them everything they can. Episode one is up. Of course, it is your host, Snowbike Mike, Gary Witta, and Alana Pierce talking and predicting what's going to happen at Thursday's Xbox Xbox event. Of course, we're going to have all sorts of coverage uh, of that on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You understand. But again, get the poison out of my mouth. This wow. is PlayStation. This is PS. I love you, XOXO. And I'll be damned. I saw the numbers they put up. I'll be damned if this Xbox podcast is going to waltz in here and erode everything I've done in my career blessing. All right? I'm with you, Greg. If it was the Nintendo podcast, I'd have different feelings. I'd be okay with it. But next Xbox well, podcast? They wouldn't, it wouldn't no. be possible. It wouldn't be possible for them to dethrone us. You know what I mean? They have no shot at it. No, they, they don't have a bunch of nine-year-olds and moms watching YouTube for podcasts. Right, you're right. Nine-year-olds don't listen to podcasts. As if I didn't just put how many freaking hours in Animal Crossing. Uh, be like our Patreon producers, ladies and gentlemen. You can get your name read if you go to YouTube.com. Nope, Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Support us there. Like James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Delaney Twinning, Jeffrey P. Long, Jesus Barrio, a.k.a. Bent Fork PR, uh, Skin Tight Salmon, Game Jumper X, and of course... Mohammed, Mohammed, aka Mo Mo. Our sponsor today is HelloFresh, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start with this week's X's and O's. Now, whoa, blessing. This is usually where we 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 bring out a bunch of dog and pony show stuff. We're like, here's what's happening. Here's what Shuhei said. Herman Holes, you know, farted on this kid over here. Here's a news item about it. Right? None of that today. 
None of that today because as you know, as I know, as the world know, Ghost of Tsushima is out. Our review is up as a kind of funny games cast. This Wednesday, our spoiler cast with Nate Fox from Sucker Punch will publish and we'll get into the nitty gritty of the game. But more importantly for this show, Blessing, Ghost of Tsushima crossing the finish line means the PlayStation 4 is pretty much done. Plenty of games still coming out, and they will for years and years, and yada, 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 yada. But when we're talking about the big games, the big exclusives that have defined PlayStation and the PlayStation 4 lifecycle, they're pretty much done, right? Yeah. Yeah. How far we've come. We have, well, we're going to, trust me, there's going to be a lot of reflecting in this episode, so don't spend it all too early. Don't, don't, don't trade in all your nostalgia coins just I yet. A, I had a speech prepared. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to close the chapter on PlayStation 4 exclusives. Uh, what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen, is an idea Blessing and I had a few weeks ago over that there slack, right? Is why not finally decide what is the best PlayStation 4 exclusive of all time? All the cards are on the table. We've played them all. We understand where we're at. We know what's going on. And so why not make a March Madness style bracket? We talked about this last week, of course. Said, I'll look into it. We'll figure it out. We'll come up with rules. Luckily, you are all way more motivated than us. And Jeffrey Fairs, a.k.a. SD Infected, uh, on Twitter, hit me up with a graphic he had already made. He went through and did all these things. He set up rules. He weighed through games. It was something like, I think he started with... 800, yeah, 809 games originally, and then had to weed them out through his rules and regulations and all this stuff, and presented us with 72 games to choose from. Blessing. He went through, he put them into different wow. brackets, of course, representing the sacred symbols, a triangle, cross, circle, square. They're all there. They're in their little regions, and we get to go through and decide what is the best PlayStation 4 exclusive of all time. Now... I'm going to read you the rules he gave. I know there's a lot of questions about this, of course. Uh, if you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to either patreon.com slash games, you can see the graphic there and the rules there. You could also go to my Twitter where I've posted them too, twitter.com slash gameovergreggy. Uh, actually, I'm, Barrett, slack me this so I don't forget. Uh, give me uh, kindoffunny.com slash bracket. That way, if you're watching later, you can go right there and see the blank bracket. Maybe even pause the show, fill it in for yourself how you think it would go, but keep up to what we're doing, all right? So, uh, and did I say Jeffrey because it's Jeremy? It's SD Infected, but then I wrote it down. Jeremy Ferris, if I screwed that up. But Jeremy. SD Infected, which is more important on Twitter, send SD Infected all your love. Uh, the rules he laid out were this. VR games must be PSVR exclusive. The VR version of console exclusive. Because earlier I had said, I don't care if it came to PC. Let's, I'm not going to sit here and like, let's, oh, Horizon's no longer an exclusive. You know what I mean? We're talking about a console exclusive. That makes sense. This is where he got spicy, though. Games can't have a PS3 or Vita version. He wanted oh. true PlayStation 4 exclusivity here. Uh, oh. No remasters, no collections, no complete or game of the year editions. Parentheses, I counted Persona 5 Royal as one of these, end parentheses. Oh, I don't know how I feel about all that. Okay. Now, you're allowed to say this, but I will put this out there. I will do this, and I don't do this lightly. Blessing, it's your month seven here. You're fucking crushing it. You're amazing. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, I have never met a bigger little bitch than Blessing today, all right? <laughs> Throwing me under a bus on Twitter. I, I, where's PT? Why isn't Persona 5 Royal a part of this? I'm like, you. I sent you everything. And I said, does this look good to you? And you're like, it might be too many games. And I'm like, no, fuck that part. And you're like, all right, then it's good. You saw all this and you said, okay. Listen, you're as much I, to blame as anybody. I didn't think of PT until I was lying in bed last night. Why are you even like, thinking of PT? Fuck. Like, don't even know, PT is awesome. I, I have it on both my PS4s or whatever, but like, why are we? Why? Why? PlayStation exclusive, and it's one of the best horror games of the last generation. 
All right, that's actually a really compelling argument when you say it like that. Uh, I'm continuing with the rules. Remakes are fine. Final Fantasy VII, Ratchet & Clank, Shadow of the Colossus, he put in parentheses, saying they're fine. Because remember, it was no remasters, no collections, no complete slash Game of the Year editions. MLB The Show only gets one nomination. I chose 19 because it had the highest score. Amplitude and Resogun are allowed to break the PS3 slash Vita rule. Parentheses, I, this is, uh, you know, SD affected. I didn't even know Amplitude came out on PS3 until today, and Resogun is definitely linked to the PS4's launch. Then he put this, tie, sorry, go ahead. Well, Persona 5 came out on PS3. Yes, that one it, it got skipped. So we have, don't get me wrong, like I put this on Twitter, and so I'll just throw it out there too. What I need everybody to do, whether you're driving your van full, your van full of nuns, whether you're watching on YouTube Live, whether you're watching on YouTube later, I need everybody to remember as, they, as we get going on this and we all have fun arguing with each other to take deep breaths, that this is just a bunch of clowns making a video game bracket to argue about something that doesn't matter. I saw, as soon as I put it up, people were like, well, Persona 5, and I'm like, Sure. Do we care? Like, is it does is it worth it? No. Let's I mean, just have some. I care, Greg. This is this is what I'll say. And Barrett, actually, you confirm this. Persona Five Royal mm. didn't come out on PS3, right? Persona no, Five Royal is only on PS4. Persona Five Royal is the PS4 exclusive version of the game. I will say. Yeah. But here's the thing, and here, like, I, I understand the whole like not having complete edition, editions, and I understand the argument of still having the base game here, even though it is on PS3, is that it launched in 2017. Who the fuck is using their PlayStation 3 to play a new video game like Persona 5 in 2017? Get up off your ass and get a PlayStation 4 at that point. Uh, the, I feel like the I only agree. reason that they put it on <laughs> the only reason that they uh, that they put it on PS3 is because they were developing, I think, originally for PS3, and then it kept it getting taking delayed. that long. Yeah, yeah so yeah. they were like, ah, we might as well put it out here because we made it for this uh, console anyway. It's like the whole Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, Switch Wii U thing. But here's the thing: is that the PlayStation 4 was already out for years, where you know Bre Breath of the Wild and Switch came out the same day. So I'm just saying. If you're playing if you're trying to play Persona 5 uh, on PS3 in 2017, get the fuck out. Here's what I'm just saying is I feel like, you know, as usual, like I said, biggest little bitch I've ever seen blessing today, right? Trying to just throw me under the bus so he gets off scot-free. And then Barrett was all antagonistic on Twitter too. Everybody's come up with this narrative that I'm gonna I'm I'm against all this stuff that I would stop. I think it's open to discussion if Persona 5 or Persona 5 Royal wants to get into the mix here. I say we just replace Persona 5 with Persona 5 Royal. That'd be no, my... I have no objection. Idea. I have no objection yeah. whatsoever to that. Also, don't trust that, Greg's lies. I've heard uh, under very good authority that he hates anime. So just uh, don't trust Greg. No, that's okay. accurate. No, that is accurate. I'm not a big anime fan. <laughs> Do you hate anime? No, but oh, I don't man. I don't like anime. Like I, it's not let like me, I, let me tell you about Yu Hakusho, man. I feel like oh, you here we fucking it. go. Here we go. We, it's we, like a guy we, who's we, a spirit detective. This will be a four hour long episode, all right? If you try <laughs> you're gonna try to sell me on this anime, all right. Uh I'm gonna continue. We those are the rules that have been laid out that we obviously are pl playing fast and loose with this, right? Uh the full list goes like this. Uh, again, back to SD infected. I use this list here. He goes to gamatsu.com slash exclusive slash PS4 and only selected full platform, console, and peripheral in the showing section. There's a whole bunch more of methodology here as he went through he got rid of some stuff pull out this da, 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 da. but it's all been thought through is what i want you to know right then he when he had that he then went through put them by uh, scores he then that's how we got our seeds that how we got the brackets all broken up so it was all done as scientifically as something is unscientific as video game review scores can be done and everything else did this lead to of course yeah persona 5 squeaks in sure 
Is there probably some other a- accidental thing on there? Sure. Do we care that much? No. So again, it was 64 teams to begin with. However, he then highlighted eight games after the top 64 that he felt had deserved to have a chance through the play in stage. And again, as we had done zero work for this, I figured yeah, that's good enough for me. <laughs> All I'm saying is that like I'm looking at one of the play in stages, right? Play in number six is knowledge is power versus predator hunting grounds. We can yeah. replace knowledge is power with PT very easily because that we know that knowledge is power isn't going anywhere. You know, I mean, I, I, you, so, I guess I guess, the, we had, I guess we had to consider seeding also, and so that, that's a bridge too far at that point. I don't mind Persona Five becoming Persona Five Royal. I think that mm-hmm. that everybody admits that's a better version of the game. Is it a complete edition? Is it not? It's the only one that was exclusively exclusive to PlayStation Four. I think I'm fine with that argument. Okay, PT, I think just gets the title of best PlayStation horror game, and then we're just done with it. You know what I mean? It didn't even want to compete. All right, and that's also we, I, I didn't know you were so intent and hell bent. I guess on twisting the knife in Kojima's back. I mean, let the man move on. You know what I mean? Like, put all your oh, love man. of PT into your Death Stranding votes today and make it work that way. All right. You know, when you put it like that, you know, I can't, I can't really argue with that. You know? Thank you very much. Uh, like I said, over on my Twitter, there's more of this up uh, explained even further out to how we got the 72 thing here. Again, I can't say it enough. Thank you so much, SD Infected, on Twitter for doing this. Please go hit up Jeremy. Thank him for us, ladies and gentlemen. But... Let's give you a lay of the land, all right? I'm going to start in the triangle region, <laughs> right? Uh, for playing number one, we have Erica, uh, then Octodad. It's Erica versus Octodad, Deadliest Catch. Playing number two is Days Gone versus Knack. Then uh, number one seed is God of War, uh, then playing against either Erica or Octodad. Uh, number eight, Until Dawn. Number nine, Firewall, Zero Hour. And number five, Obviously, I should do that better, sorry. Under, un, until Dawn versus Firewall. Number five is Wipeout Collection Omega, which again, there was brouhaha on Twitter that shouldn't really count, but too bad it's already in there, uh, versus number 12, Everybody's Golf VR. Number four, Ratchet and Clank versus number 13, Amplitude. Number three, Horizon Zero Dawn versus number 14, uh, Sakura Wars. Sakura Wars. Wars. Thank you. Number six, Ghost of Tsushima versus number 11, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Number seven, The Last Guardian versus number 10, The Forest. Number two, Dreams versus the winner of Days Gone versus Knack. Uh, do you like this blessing? Should I break down everything, then come back to Triangle and we'll start this thing? Or do you want to just go right into just, it? I think, I think let's just go from Triangle. And All right, then here we go. Then playing game you. number one, Erica versus Octodad, Deadliest Catch. Now... Octodad. I play. I played Erica. I've yeah. not played Octodad. I played, I played them both. I played Octodad. I don't remember if I played Octodad actually. Now that I think about it, but I would. Yeah, Octodad sounds like the right decision here. I mean, and, and I, I think when we get deeper into this game is when we'll have more arguments <laughs> to be yeah. had. I feel like the plans and yeah. a lot of round one is going to be like, all right, that's pretty easy, right? Uh, Playing number two, Days Gone versus Knack. Knack Nation, baby. Now this might this might come as a shock to people. Oh, Jesus. Given God. my pleas for Knack 3. I've not actually played a Knack game. Wow. Yeah, wow. I've not actually played a Knack. Yeah, so I do it for the memes. Wow. I do it all for the memes. Here's where I want to bring in a piece of listener mail from patreon.com slash games. And remember, if you are watching live, I'm sure this is the whole reason you're watching live, but I didn't mention it earlier. When we get to ties, inevitably, where it's me versus Blessing, we, we're at a stalemate, we're going to put straw polls into the YouTube chat so that you can actually vote on it. Uh, Krajuki wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and said, in regards to the best PlayStation 4 exclusive, I think one reliable indicator of the greatest exclusives would be which games make people consider buying the console. As someone who does not own a PlayStation at this time, perhaps I can offer this kind of outsider perspective. Then 
Krajuki goes on to explain what their picks would be because I had asked earlier, what would you think? But this is something interesting we didn't talk about. When we're talking here, blessing Eddie Oye Jr., about the best PlayStation 4 exclusives, what does that mean to you? What are we trying to crown here? Is it going to, when we get to something where it's a inarguable 10 out of 10 or a tr- whatever you want to call it versus a game you like more, what are you going to vote for, you coward? Uh, I mean, I feel like we'll get there when we get there. But okay. for me, like when I look at this this bracket, I'm I'm picking the game that I think is better. Like I'm I'm I and obviously like all that's subjective. There's a lot of elements that come into play in of that. Course, but course. I'm picking the game that I think means more to the catalog. Like okay. the game that 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 strengthens the PlayStation catalog more. And so that to me, that's the better game. Okay. So for playing number two, Days Gone versus Knack, I'm picking Days Gone. Days Gone, infamously not one of my favorite games. Uh, I over in this hangover of Ghost of Tsushima, I did real downloaded. Started, I'm like, I'm gonna platinum this. I'm just gonna do it and started playing. I was like, uh, you know what? This just ain't for me. This just ain't the life for me. But I think, you no, know, and this isn't even a disrespect to Knack. I think Days Gone is a, is a more complete game than Knack is. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, and, and again, to the criteria that I just put out there for me, I would say Days Gone adds more value to the PlayStation Four library than than Knack does. Again, no offense to Knack. You know, I appreciate what Knack does, but... <laughs> get Mark Cerny around, right? All right, yeah. so here's... Let's get all the playing games out of the way. I think that's an interesting way to do it. And that's so that way the rounds keep going okay, to you, yeah. which I said I was going to try to do for Barrett and then immediately got away from. Square. We're moving to the square bracket for playing game number seven. This is for the 16th seed in uh, the square region. It's Drive Club versus Fat Princess Adventures. Do we want to introduce the rest of this bracket? Because we didn't really run through the rest of this bracket as well. No, I think okay. let's get the planes out of the way. That way, when we get to yeah. that, we can just do for round one. Here's the, here are the matchups and go that way. Fair. Again, and we're not. it's not like this is hidden. Like I said, it's up on Twitter. Or now it's on Barrett slash me. Kindoffunny.com slash bracket. Man, Drive this is one versus Fat Princess Adventure. This is one that I have very little opinion on also. Because I've played a little bit of Drive Club and I've not played any Fat Princess Adventures. And I didn't really like Drive Club that much. Um, what didn't you like about it, though? I, I think the I think it just wasn't my type of game, honestly. Like you know, it wasn't anything I think that was inherently wrong with the game. It's just one of those things where like I'm not a like a simulation driving person like that, and also like I don't think the game did anything to really uh, grab me in. Uh, and I will say that like it came out as free to play, and even with with it being like quote unquote free, when I jumped into it, it felt very empty unless you paid for anything. Like it was very much the like, hey, yeah, free to play, as in we'll get you in, but you got to pay for everything you do in this game. Yeah, which I that that didn't really vibe with me. As a Fat Princess fan from way back in the day, I wish I could say Fat Princess Adventure and have it be able to shake up. But I think Drive Club again is a more complete PlayStation Four game that I would I would think that when we're talking about what you would recommend and what had the I mean again best PlayStation Four exclusive, even though. It, to apply what we're trying to get to from the to the one game right of seventy two mm-hmm. games, I think you have to apply it here. And I think Fa- I think Drive Club is a better game than Fat Princess Adventures. Yeah. I'm there with you. Now that means that Drive Club gets to face off as a number sixteenth seed against number one Uncharted Four Thief's End in the square bracket. But don't get ahead of yourself. Uh, playing game number eight, Bound versus the Order eighteen eighty six. Oh man, what are your thoughts on this one? 1886 again not not a game that i adored by any stretch of the imagination but a, a more complete game than bound bound was like cute and like okay you're dancing and doing stuff but it didn't like stick with me i think people found yeah. something in the order bound was something i always thought looked cool but i never actually uh dived into it uh and so i'm with you order i'm down with order okay oh you're down with the order like the sickness 
I'm down with the sickness, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, if we want to hop over to the circle region then, we have another playing play game number three here, which is where it gets interesting. Uh, Knack 2 versus Shenmue 3. Knack 2 oh, versus man. Here, Shenmue here, 3. Here's the question. Is, Lay it on me. What is, the, what is the question? Which one was a more disappointing sequel? <laughs> Knack fans knew Knack fans knew what they were getting into, baby. And Shenmue, I, that's my Shenmue was all hype and fucking crazy glory with people crying in the, the crowd once it got announced. When it came out, it came out like a wet fart, Greg. Just saying. Here's what I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, is I couldn't say it better myself. I think Barry Courtney hits the nail on the head here, right? This is Knack 2's time to shine. This is Knack 2. Knack 2 was Knack through and through. It was more Knack. Is that what you wanted? That's what you got. Shenmue See, 3, who the, the hell cared? Who the hell cared? In defense of Shenmue 3, what I understand from a lot of Shenmue fans is that is the game they wanted. Like, for, for the wider audience, that game didn't hit. But for people who were, like, hardcore Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2 fans, that game was Shenmue 3 in all, in all the good and all the bad ways in a way where, as I understand it, like, a lot of Shenmue fans were okay with it. But what are you going to vote for, Blessing? I don't want to hear what I mean, Shenmue I'm going to go, thing. I'm, I'm going to vote Knack 2. Okay, so Knack 2 gets out yeah. of the playing bracket. That means Knack 2 gets the 16th seed in the circle bracket, having to go up against The Last of Us Part 2. That's going to be a tough oh, one, guys. God be, be with one. you. Uh, Play-in game number four. It's Farpoint, of course, a PlayStation VR title, and Drawn to Death, David Jaffe's game okay. of running through the notebook pages and being a goon. This, this is what I'll say. I've not played Farpoint. Mm-hmm. I have played Drawn to Death. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely hated Drawn to Death with all my might. <laughs> Same. With, like, with I, everything that was in me, I hated Drawn to Death. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not like that game. I liked Farpoint. I didn't play a ton of it. I played it more at preview events, and then we did a stream when it launched, with, the, and that was the first time using the, at home, I guess, so, you know, whatever, me and Kevin, screwing around, playing with the, the PlayStation Move controller or whatever. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the gun. I can never remember the gun's name for some reason. Oh, yeah. This generation, but you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Farpoint was solid. I think there was more fun to be had in Farpoint, and again, it was the ooh and ah of playing a first-person shooter in VR than there was in Drawn to Death. Did you, did you play Drawn to Death? Again, for previews and stuff. And I think when it finally launched, okay. I kicked the tires on. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. It was one of those things where I, the style of it was just aggressively bad to me. Like, I understood what they were going for in terms of like the, hey, we're you're going to play in a in a teenager's notebook and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was aggressive about that. And, style, and it was like a teenager's awesome. notebook from like 2002. 2002 and the teenager. Is you love the, the music from 2002 though, Barrett. Yeah, but like the <laughs> we're moving high, on to the, the high school. Nah. It was Paris Notebook we were playing. We had two more playing games here. Two more playing games again. Remember, these are up on my Twitter, and by the time this posts, you could keep you could keep watching kindofunny.com slash bracket. Uh, playing game number five is that's you versus Drive Club VR. Oh man, a matchup. Hmm. Do you have do you have any stake in this fight? This is one of those that now is kind of a. I played both of them. Like I've done stuff with them. Like. I would, I'd be inclined to say Drive Club VR. Keep the PlayStation VR train rolling here. Get these games through. But again, these are such like very specific. Like, do you if, want do you want to play this quiz game? And do you want or or do you want to go play this VR game? If we're talking about again for for me, right? Like, what yeah. adds more value to the catalog? Yeah, I think that's you as a um, crap. What's it called? Their phone. Like they had a whole. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thing, um, um, like a like a whole initiative where it's like these. Playlink, yes. I think Playlink was a really cool idea that honestly, like, I would like to see more of because, you know, I played Hidden Agenda, which I don't know if Hidden Agenda is on this 
bracket, but I guess we'll get there when we get there. Um, I don't think I, I don't know. Yeah. It might have been one of the ones that got eliminated. Um, but I thought that was like such a cool idea. And I think that's you like within that is as like a Jackboxy type of game. I don't know. Like I always liked the idea of it. I don't know much about like whether or not it hit for people. And I remember seeing people play it um, like on, on Twitter when it came out and stuff, but I don't know how long it stuck for people. Whereas Drive Club VR, I don't know anybody who's played Drive Club VR. Hmm. Uh, I'll have you know, the one and only, kind of funny, Kevin Coella. He's really? out there. He was playing. Yeah, when he had that sled, he was really? playing. He or he has a sled that he he does driving games on, and that's why I would say Drive Club VR. Which means, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to turn it over to you in the YouTube chat. I've put in the first straw poll right now. You can get on. You can vote. You can decide if it's going to be that's you or Drive Club VR. Put it up at. Uh, 243 granted there's a delay but i mean people can get in there and see it so we'll see how it all starts shaking down right now um while that happens let's move on to the final uh uh playing game here it's knowledge is power another playlink game or predator hunting grounds blessing don't fuck me on this all it's, right it's predator hunting grounds I'm hell not, yeah like, it is yeah that's predator my man all right. That means um, that in, in what I'm sure will be an easy sweep for it. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds gets the number 15th seed and moves on to face off against the number two seed, Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Good oh, luck man. to you. Stop realizing hidden, hidden Agenda is not on this bracket, and I'm upset. I'm letting you know good. once again. I'm letting you know once again. You approved all of this. You looked through everything. Again, you there were 72 mean? games, though. It's hard. It, it was hard for me to but go. Remember, we—I like, I think he again. It was based on going off of uh, review scores too, and all that stuff when he went there, because he said that there was a cutoff, and then it was the uh, eight more he added that he thought deserved a nod to get a chance in there. It's possible but hidden agenda just didn't do that well. Over hidden agenda? Oh man! I mean, go all for it right, right now. Like what are, what are the yeah. Metacritics on those guys? Let me look up hidden. Yeah, let me check that out. While you do that, I'll let you know that it appears Drive Club VR has this well in the bag beating That's You. Uh, right now, it's 58.82 to 41.18. So we are officially declaring it and calling it right now for Drive Club VR. Drive Club VR uh, gets the 16th seed in the cross region going up against number one, Persona 5 Royal. I'm going to add that here. too. Okay, so for context, right? Knowledge is Power got a 71 on Metacritic and Hidden Agenda got a 66. And so there you go. Bounced. I guess, you know, all all moonwalk back. Hey, man, a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, obviously you were one of them trying to attack me, throw me under the bus, make it all my fault. You know what I mean? But a lot of people were yelling at us for like what the seeds got. And the seeds were outrageous. And why did and it's like, hey, I can't help you. This is all based on statistics, as at least that's what SD infected told me. <laughs> Did I fact check any of this? Of course not. And we're fucking arguing about video games. Crack a beer and have a good time. Come on. Oh, man, right. I should have cracked a beer. Do you want to? It's not too late. No, I'm good. I'm okay, good. well, you got me. Because like, I actually don't have beer. I do have whiskey, but it's like at the back of like the the shelf that I. Got I'll pour a bourbon if you want to do burbs. Oh man, let's do it. Let's let's get further in and then okay. maybe take like, okay. a, a half point break. Because it's eventually that's my thing. I don't know how. Here's what I want to do. So we're gonna start round one officially, Barrett. If you want to put it in here, my question to you, and don't say it is, do mm. you have a horse you're pulling for? Blessing is there like you're like this is the game. This is the winner, and I'm an. Not I'm, really. Yeah, like, that's really, how, like. There's my like whole feeling on it is seven in my head where I'm like, these are the top games, but I and don't that's really why I'm excited. The one. bracketing I really do I really do feel like is going to make for interesting combinations to get us to the end to be like, well, I do think this game is better than this game, or I don't know. We'll actually see ourselves yeah. in the mirror for a change, if that makes sense. 
All right. So we're starting round one officially. We are in the triangle region. Uh, this is the loadout so far. I guess I already did this one, but I'll say it again quicker. All right. God of War versus Octodad. Until Dawn versus Firewall. Wipeout versus Everybody's Golf. Ratchet and Clank versus Amplitude. Horizon versus Sakura Sakura Wars. Sakura Ghost Wars. of Tsushima versus uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Last Guardian versus The Forest. Uh, Dreams versus Days Gone. Let's start with the number one, number 16 seed, God of War versus Octodad, dad, dadliest catch. Blessing. Oh, man. It's 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 easy, man. Oct- I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, God of War. Yeah, that's one I think that, again, like Octodad's an interesting one, especially, you know, t- talking so much about it recently because of Bug Snacks, where Octodad is my always my definition of, oh, yeah, that game uh, at a PAX kills. People love playing it there and fucking around with your friends and yada, yada, yada. And then Octodad was one of those games that came out and don't get me wrong, was still cute, quirky and fun and yada, yada. But I remember getting and playing one level, maybe two. Then months later, somebody came over and wanted to see it. So we played it. It was like, it's one of those weird, not tech show pieces, but look at how goofy games are. And look at, he thinks he thinks he's a person, but I was never motivated to sit down and play through the entire thing and like actually like platinum it and do all this different stuff. It's just like, okay, cool. This is a game that's happening. It was like one of the first like untitled goose game ish yeah. type games where it was like the meme and that is kind of I mean that's not the only thing that carried the game because I think like it was a fine game or whatever but you know it was it was more so like the 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 idea of it that I think was very fascinating with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, that means uh, round two here is no, the next one is number eight until dawn versus number nine firewall zero hour a PlayStation it's VR standout. It's until, until dawn. dawn. With a bullet, yeah. Even though I, I mean, Firewall Zero Hour is really cool. Yeah, no, I agree 100 with you. Obviously, uh, again, Firewall Zero Hour will always be for me that game that when we came home and put it. Well, first off, I was talking about going to Judges Week and playing it there and thinking that, oh man, I was so excited for PlayStation VR stuff. But will, uh, you know, and I shouldn't speak specifically to them, but will Jeff Gersman be excited? Will Andy McNamara be excited? Whatever. Like, I know that I'm such a playstation beat reporter that that gets me excited but will they and when we got back on the bus i don't can't remember if it was andy and jeff but talking to other people who are like oh my god and firewall was so cool and then when we finally brought it home and i was talking about you know being in my living room all alone and turning to talk to kevin because i kept turning to his avatar and then finally being like wow this actually works like the vr and the mic built in and all this shit that's fantastic but until dawn how many nice things can we say about that that game oh like yeah. outrageous again that's another one that Kind of similar to Octodad, less in, in a meme way, but it was a movement when it came out. Yeah, like and everybody was all about it, and you saw the Twitch streams, and you saw people uh, kind of go crazy about it because the game came out, came out of nowhere and was really cool and really nailed it in a way where I think the similar games you would point to in terms of um, what it is and what it's doing are the Quantic Dream games, and even I feel like those often have a hard time uh, like landing with people and really having like a, a a wide wide array of people loving it. Until dawn, I f- it felt like everybody loved it. Like we, we all knew, we all knew it, knew what it was and took it for what it was, which was this campy teenage horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that, like you know, it it landed. The butterfly effect stuff was cool and was really fun to mess around with. And yeah, like there's not enough good, good things that I can say about that game. I mean, it launched super massive to another stratosphere. It yeah. pop. It I mean, gave them a genre to themselves for the most part. We talk about yeah, I think. Um, quantic dream but this was even more passive really in terms of like what you were doing and they were just trying to be a horror film and also if you remember too uh until dawn is a game that was gestating gestating forever 
I remember when it was a move game. Like that game had been around forever and ever and ever. So the fact that they actually came out, they actually delivered it was actually awesome. And I don't think honestly they've been able to reach those heights again with Man of a Dan, right? And we'll see what happens with the next Dark Pixar anthology. Uh, but I'll never forget that PSX when they were playing it on stage. And I think honestly it was the first time where everybody in that room and when we were all screaming if they should go, you know, if Hayden Penitentiary should go left or right or whatever, and everybody was screaming a different answer, and you saw the devs start laughing and everyone in the room kind of be like, holy shit, like this is a crowd play game, right? That's what brought those play link games around and made Hidden Agenda a thing. Like, made people yeah. want to go do that. Even the idea of any any of these characters can die. Like, that alone yeah. is such a good marketing point. And the fact that they were able to deliver on that, you know, I that that game is such a cool one. And I wish I wish we could get, like, an Until Dawn 2 that hit in the same way. And, and I think I think Supermassive has the capability. But, yeah, Man of Madon, uh, or the Dark Pictures anthology so far hasn't been that, which I think speaks more to how good Until Dawn was. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, uh, next part here of the triangle section of round one. Wipeout Omega Collection versus Everybody's Golf VR. Do you have a horse in this race? Because I, I think it's not. Wipeout. I think it's Wipeout. Again, really? for somebody who's been around for so long. If, if this was Everybody's Golf, period, I think we'd have an argument. Uh, okay. Everybody's Golf VR is good, but I mean... I think Wipeout Omega Collection is Wipeout. And a Wipeout, even though it's never been my jam, and it's never been my jam since I started at IGN and Roper was trying to play with me. Like, I've been, I've been, Wipeout's been around me forever. I think Wipeout is a great racing game. It's a great arcade racing game. That's where I'd go with it. And I think it's got a PlayStation legacy lineage, lineage to it. Yeah, I played, I played a lot of Everybody's Golf, not played Everybody's Golf VR. And from what I understand, that, ga- that game kind of goes places in terms of like, you know, you. I think you start like a relationship with your caddy or something like that. Oh yeah, I do. Like, I remember some of that. I remember there being some some interesting stuff in terms of where, where they go with it. But yeah, I'm down. I'm down with Wipeout. It sounds good to me. Okay. Um. Then the next one here is Ratchet and Clank versus Amplitude. Ratchet and Clank being a number four seed. Uh, Amplitude being number thirteen. My answer is Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I was gonna say. I I, I breathed an unkind word about Ratchet and Clank last week, and you and Bear almost tarred and feathered me. But I do love Ratchet and Clank, and again, not taking anything away from Amplitude, which I know Tim Geddes is punching a pillow somewhere, screaming right now. <laughs> Great game, but it's not Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank was such a return to form for them, and so yeah. Insomniac in the franchise, I think, and so unexpected. Remember, it was a forty dollars game. It was tied into the movie. We're like, what the fuck is this? Is this actually something we are gonna want to play? Care about? And then, sure enough, it was a great game. Yeah, you talk about a return to form. Like you talk about like it being a remake. Actually, like the ways in which it remakes the first game while also breathing new life into it, I think, are, is really impressive. Like there's certain levels that I remember getting into and being like, "This is the exact same level from PS2, but just slightly different in certain ways." And they're added, they're adding cool story here, and they're adding new weapons and all this, all this cool new stuff that makes it a new game. But at the same time, I I remember being blown away by how much uh, it was faithful to the original. Um, our next round one matchup in the triangle bracket or region is Horizon Zero Dawn versus Sakura Wars. Horizon not, Zero Dawn. I know. Are we going to joke around about it? Are you going to do it? We got so many to go through. Yeah. Thank you for showing up, Sakura Wars. You got a bad draw on that. <laughs> Horizon is a juggernaut, deservedly so. I don't think you have to worry too much about this. This one surprised me. A number six seed, Ghost of Tsushima. Remember, this is based on reviews and everything else. Versus number 11, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I mean, the answer is goes to Tsushima, but Correct. yeah, like I'm, it as a sixth seed is interesting. Um, That's going to make for some interesting yeah. matchups. Yeah, as it, it now goes yeah. into the next round of uh, battle against Horizon Zero Dawn, which is interesting. But yeah, like uh, everybody's gone to Rapture as another game gestating for a long time. I remember finally getting it, being excited to play it, and then playing it and just, I don't think I ever finished it. It was like, oh, this doesn't hold up for me personally the entire experience all the way through. 
Yeah. Honestly, when I first read this, my I read Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, but my mind read it as What Remains of Edith Finch. And I was like, oh, shoot, man, this is a matchup because I love What Remains of Edith Finch. But um, yeah, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, I, 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 I similarly couldn't get into. Like, I started it and just fell off out of nowhere. Uh, our next triangle round one matchup is The Forest. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Number seven, Last Guardian uh, versus number 10, The Forest. That's The Last Guardian. Yeah. For me. I no, I agree too. Again, like uh, you know, for it's a survival game or whatever. But Last Guardian, another game that did not click for me, wasn't one of my games. But I can oh, sit man. there and respect the art of it and what it is in Trico and all that. When I when I tell you that it it clicked for me, and granted, I'm very much a team eco person. Like eco and Shadow Colossus are obviously like one, some of my favorite games of all time. Uh, the Last Guardian, I think, is such a special game that in reviews and in reception, kind of got bogged bogged down by. Some of the technical limitations, like the camera wasn't the best and people were kind of annoyed by how much Trico didn't always listen to you. That stuff didn't really bother me at all. Especially the Trico drove stuff. me crazy. Really? I thought yeah. it was I thought it was cool, like fine slash cool in the sense that like <laughs> like yeah, like if you if you have a real animal, like it oftentimes it doesn't actually listen to I you. I hate that argument, dude. When I, I didn't like Lair when I didn't like Lair back in the day, that was people's argument. Well, it's a dragon, it's not going to listen to you. I'm like, fuck off, it's a video game. It shouldn't be this annoying to control. Yeah. But like the Trico is supposed to be like this this Trico, like, Trico does the more you work with him, right, the better he gets. Yeah. And yeah. like it's not it's not necessarily like a hey, like I'm controlling this dragon layer and you want it to control the way you want it to. Yeah. Like no 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 Trico totally. acts as like this separate force that you are on this journey with. And I thought I for me that journey from beginning to end, I was enthralled with. Like I was in there all the way. Yeah. I already got one wild animal in my house that doesn't listen to me. His name's Portello. I don't need another one. All right, I don't need to be that big. Uh final round one matchup of the triangle region is number two days gone. Or, I'm sorry, number two dreams versus number fifteen days gone. Oh man, I feel like this is the first like actual, a little bit heated matchup. Yeah, because I mean I'm going dreams. Yeah, I'm going dreams over days gone. I love dreams. I think it's I don't think it's the first heated one, but it's the first one where I sit there and I'm like I could make a case if I wanted to. I could make a case for days gone over dreams, but I don't, and I think dreams is the better game and a better product. Mm -hmm. And I think especially too, if we're talking about what makes PlayStation exclusives powerful and interesting and awesome, right is taking chances and doing something different and pushing the envelope and dreams. Of course, we were all hot on at the very beginning of it. And I feel like that's waned over the year as more and more games have released and there's more things to play. But, you know, we uh, watched the dreams calm uh, press conference the other day to see what people were creating in there, what they're doing. And they still are making astounding things in dreams. You know, dreams VR launches this week. Like that is a creation platform that I think has a lot of juice left in it. And I think when you come back to it, whenever it is, whether it be, Three weeks from now, three years from now, I think there's going to be a lot of amazing stuff in there. Again, Days Gone, not my jam, just because of character and combat and stuff like that. But again, a very impressive open world game that I know a lot of people love and adore, but I think I give it to Dreams here. Agreed. All right, you ready to move on to the square region? Let's do it. We're in round one still. This is the square region. Three more regions of round one to go for. Strap in, everybody. Uh, this is number one. Uh, I'm going to read you the entire bracket, right? So it's number one, Uncharted 4 versus number 16, Drive Club. Number eight, Gravity Rush 2 versus number nine, Fire Pro Wrestling World. Number five, Uncharted Lost Legacy versus Dragon Quest Heroes 2. 
Number four, Marvel's Spider-Man versus number 13, Marvel's Iron Man VR. SD Infected promised me he did not do anything. That's just how it netted out. He didn't do anything to it. Number three, Neo versus number 14, Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. Number six, Rezogun versus number 11, Street Fighter V. Number seven, Judgment versus number 10, Detroit Become Human. Number two, Bloodborne versus number 15, The Order, 1886. Blessing. Uncharted 4 number one seed versus drive club number 16 seed uncharted four yes like let's, let's not kid ourselves here exactly <laughs> uh, yeah, we've already talked up drive club and what it was and how i got into this play and thing but i mean uncharted Four, the end of this series uh the end of uh, at least drake's story for all we know uh, amazing ending great gameplay i thought you know a really fantastic game here's an interesting one though number eight gravity rush two versus number nine fire pro wrestling world Again. Well, oh, he dropped out. I was like, damn, I thought that was the longest pause in history from Blessing. <laughs> I really, I really was like, oh, yeah, damn, yeah. Blessing's really thinking Bless- this one through. Blessing's gone. I, I will give my, uh, my sure, two cents while, uh, Blessing is out and, uh, reloading back in here. Um, again, Gravity Rush 2. Well, what was the hubbub about it? You know, like uh, did, did, <laughs> did a lot of fans, was that really what fans wanted? I felt like I, I, I heard a lot of disappointment from fans about Gravity Rush 2 or is Fire Pro Wrestling World. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Now that nothing to really live up to but just be its own fun game. All right, Blessing reports in Slack that yes, his internet cut. Gotcha. So All right. Where's my phone? Because I can just call him in off a phone if I can find it. <laughs> uh, it's all the way over there. Barrett, talk to everybody. Hi, everybody. It's me, Barrett. Um... We do this show called PS I Love You XOXO. Most of the time it works out, but then some of the times it's like this. Uh, if you like these kind of Sunday, uh, if, uh, these March Madness brackets, I do them every once in a while on twitch.tv slash sadboybarrett. The next, the next category I'm doing, I don't know if I'm doing it this Sunday or, um, or what, but is it'll be the best characters from Persona 5 Royal. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a, a, like a 32 uh number bracket on there i, I don't know if i'm sure. gonna it'll pan out that way but we'll have a good uh, a good amount all right i'm gonna try to fix your camera for now just so sure. you don't look you know as soon as you get it fixed i he's know gonna he's right gonna back. come back <laughs> yep there he is ah, there it is as soon as he just started trying it went away <laughs> we're gonna call you blessing but we didn't have to so don't worry about it are you what back I'm... blessing no, okay there you go. yeah i'm back yeah. all right so number eight gravity rush two versus number nine fire pro wrestling world Whoa, uh, oh man, I do not have a have a horse in this race. I don't know. If, I mean, I assume your horse is Fire Fire Pro Wrestling. Uh, it is. I would I would say Fire Pro Wrestling World is my pick, but I've seen a lot of discrepancies in the chat. So what's interesting is if you have no horse, I think just for argument's sake, you should vote Gravity Rush too. That way we can put it to really because like right, my thing, my Gravity Rush too. My thing about Gravity Rush 2 is Gravity Rush 2, if you love Gravity Rush 2 and you're like, oh my God, it was so great and all these different things, where were you for Gravity Rush 1 on Vita? Because Gravity Rush 2 is just more of Gravity Rush. Like, it's pretty much the exact same game. So it's like, wait a second. Why? Why are you so into this one and not into the other one? Fire Pro Wrestling World, meanwhile, is this amazing... Hold on, I'm making the poll. Uh, this amazing wrestling game, so much creativity into it. You can have a custom everything, all these different wrestlers. You share the wrestlers online so you can go grab them from anybody else's different creations. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling, come on. Like, I, I just feel like that's the upset you need right here. 
I think that's the one you need to push for. The poll is up, ladies and gentlemen, for you and to honestly, decide man, between. I've, I've, I've seen your custom creations yeah. in Fire Pro Wrestling where you're creating like kind of funny themed rings yeah, and stuff. exactly. And that stuff always looks so cool. You can do you can make all that on your computer, then upload it right there. It's brilliant. It's amazing. If you haven't, I'm saying right now, I'm Greg Miller. I'm asking for your vote. I see people in here. I haven't played either of them. Go vote for Fryer Pro Wrestling, everybody. I'm just saying right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I and love I know, Gravity I Rush. Technically, technically, I went Gravity Rush too, but I also encourage you guys to vote for Fryer Pro Wrestling. I'm just saying, you've all been there. You've all done your thing, Yeah, but it's Gravity Rush. You've done it before. I'm going to let that poll cook for a while. We'll move on. Uh, number five is Uncharted The Lost Legacy uh, versus Dragon Quest Heroes 2. I mean, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. I mean, it's. I'm sorry, Dragon Quest Heroes too. I understand. Luckily, there's a Dragon Quest Heroes one somewhere else in this giant thing. So Jared go Petty, for it. Jared Petty's crying himself to sleep somewhere. Hey, they have another shot at it. And like, do you really need a hack and slash Dragon Quest Heroes? No, you don't. You didn't need that. You didn't need to worry about it. Meanwhile, Uncharted: Lost Legacy. Come on, Nadine, Chloe, having an adventure out there, having a good time. You know, showing they don't need Uncharted. This some would say. Well, that's interesting because I have a feeling we might be on a collision course with Uncharted 4, which is going to get fucking heated. That's oh, where it is. Man. Right now, the straw polls are all fun. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Fire Pro Right now, Dragon we're having Rush. a good time. Doesn't fucking matter. You strap in, motherfuckers, because it's going to get bad before it gets good. Uh, and actually, and yeah, it looks like here. Hold on. I guess I should refresh. Can I refresh my results? Yeah, yeah, of course. Nobody's listening to me. Gravity Rush is beating Fire Pro, uh, oh, basically. Wow. Yeah, by it's got double the votes here. So Gravity yeah. Rush 2 will move on as well in the square bracket. Let me get that done. Damn. You're yeah. all a bunch of monsters and clowns. Oh, dude, I, I, I would have joined you on that Fire Pro train. Yeah, but I, I mean, again, it's my thing of like, they're both, uh, Fire Pro is a great wrestling game, don't get me wrong, and I think it's uh, in this matchup better than Gravity Rush 2. But I'm not trying to sell you, and I want to keep the chat involved. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to have some fun. Uh, let's, number, have, let's have some fun. Our next section here in uh, Square for round one, number four, Spider-Man versus number 13, Iron Man VR. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm not even waiting for you to talk. I just put oh, Spider-Man there. You know what I mean? And that's the right answer. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I enjoy, uh, you know, just what, two weeks ago now on the show, did my uh, uh, review of Iron Man VR. I have a lot of fun with it. I'm still getting back to platinuming it. I'm just playing other things right now. Uh, it Every criticism you've heard of it is true, and I agree with them. The woes are way too long. The visuals don't look great in certain levels, but I do think it's fun to fly around and be Iron Man. I know you didn't have that experience, bless, but we've both had the experience that fucking Spider-Man is insane and awesome. Exactly. Uh, next up here in the square, round one, number three, Neo. Number 14, Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. So if you asked me if Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise was a PlayStation exclusive, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell you. Um, <laughs> my vote here is Neo, just from the little bit of Neo I, I've played. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, again, to the argument of what is more valuable to the, the catalog, go on Neo. This is one of those where I don't even think like, uh, obviously neither of these are my jam. Like you've never heard mm -hmm. me talk or play anything about these games, but I think we'd all agree Neo is the better game out of that group. Yeah. But here's an interesting one. Number six, Rezogun versus number 11, Street Fighter V. Oh, man. What the fuck are you going to do now, Bless? I mean, here's the thing. I know I talk a lot about fighting games. I know I make myself out to be the fighting game person here. Uh -huh. I'm actually not that much of a Street Fighter person. Like, Street Fighter is actually the oh. one franchise that I've not been able to get into um, in terms of fighting games. Like, I try with Street Fighter, and I'm, I'm just terrible at it. Um, Rezogun, I really liked. I think Rezogun is, is fantastic. Um, and so, like, between these two, I'm going Rezogun or Street Fighter V. Yeah, Also, too. Street Fighter V, I know a lot of people had problems with it, with it at release. Um, and maybe still, I don't know. But, like, Street Fighter V didn't have the most favorable uh, uh, launch. 
This is one that I see the YouTube chat flipping out about. Yeah, 100% going Rezogun. All right. I understand Street Fighter Five. If you like Street Fighter, is a great fighter and all this other jazz ball. Rezogun is poetry and fucking motion, people. All right? Yeah. Rezogun is a fantastic like a game. arcade game. It was a great fucking PlayStation 4 launch game. We all won't sit here and besmirch Rezogun. All right? That's what I'm going to say. Street Fighter Five. it's botched launch. Get out of here. Nobody wants it. Now, here's another interesting one. Number seven, Judgment versus number 10, Detroit Become Human. Sorry, was that? I mean, oh, I said, oh, man. Uh, oh, my my pick would be Detroit Become Human, but also I've not played Judgment. Mm. And so, yeah. I've played them both, and I, would, I go Detroit Become Human as well. Detroit Become Very Human for all of its shortcomings and goofs and guffaws, I mean, is, a, is and was a blast to play. And there's, I mean... There's a lot of hokey-ass dialogue in there or whatever, but I enjoyed that I mean, experience and went through, even enjoyed platinuming it. Yeah, and I, I honestly think, like, I know people have a lot of hate toward the, the Quantic Dream David Cage, yeah. David Cage games, too. Like, I, and I think all that is warranted, but I do think, for me, the thing that I really enjoy about those games is, as weird as it sounds, the gameplay. Like, Detroit Become Human, the, the loading screen between chapters where you would see yep. the uh, path you took, and you you can see like how much that spread out, and I mean similar to the Until Dawn thing, I think Detroit Become Human took what Until Dawn uh, kind of went up uh, the Quantic Dream games on, and then uh, expanded it out more in a way that kind of that in a way that felt cool, in a way that felt free, and, and in a way that you could uh, see and kind of be impressed with. Um, plus, what's his name, the detective robot, Connor. Connor. Connor, right? Yeah, like Connor and yeah, Connor and Clancy Brown. Oh, Come on, man. what a, what an adventure that was! I wish I that entire Connor. game was just them. That's the thing. Yeah. Is that the no, first yeah. half of that game is so fascinating before it gets all ham fisted. Um, and that's because like the first half of that game is really focused on uh, him. Um, it, it's it's real. It, it's real. Yeah. I, wish, all, it, I wish it was just detective bits. shit. That's all I wish it was. Like all all of his actual like I'm going to like, uh, uh, you know, research the area and play back what happened. And like the actual detective stuff where for me in most video games falls flat in this game, I thought they nailed it. Like, I thought they made it really fun. I thought that stuff was super interesting. Uh, and I wanted way more of it. Yeah. Uh, and I and I see uh, the chat very torn apart on this one, all right, where people are one side and another side. Uh, you know, Mark Star Avaji is in here saying, Judgment is so good, give it to the chat. I'm sorry, we can't, because as somebody else points out, uh, Detroit is better. Yeah, uh, Key seven. 70,000 says Detroit is better, though. Right to Mark's honestly, face. In a, in, a, in a universe where I play Judgment all the way through, I probably, probably I, I could see myself easily going Judgment. Where do you, I mean, it's going to come down eventually. I, I Like I said, I, I was excited for Judgment. It was you know the, one of the big announcements in the showcase, uh, the first kind of funny game showcase. I started Judgment and then just like, oh, this is just, this is Yakuza exactly. with another skin on it. So my question to come back to you is, where do you come down in the Yakuza games? I've always wanted to like Yakuza games, and I've tried them, and I, I think it's more—it's mainly a time thing where I just don't find that it's similar to you in Persona sure. Five, sure. where it's like, you know, I try them and I fall off, and I'm like, if I if I committed and played through a, a Yakuza game, I would probably love it because everything I hear and see and understand about Yakuza, like everything seems up my alley. I just haven't sure. taken the time to actually play through it. Let's move on to the final round one of the square region. Again, there's two more brackets for round one. Uh, number two, Bloodborne versus number 15, The Order 1886. And I smell oh, upset. It's, it's Bloodborne easily. 
<laughs> wait, what, yeah, you, what do you mean he's smelling upset? <laughs> I was fucking around. I was fucking around. <laughs> oh, Mattel, are you about to go the order? Because no, he didn't throw no, hands. No, no, no. Again, the order, uh, not a great game. And it made it out of its play in. Congratulations. But who's going to sit here and argue, not argue that Bloodborne is the better game? Silly yeah. people. That's who. All right. And we're not even going to waste our time with the straw poll. Not that you would need it. Not Jumping even. over to the other. Sorry. No, I, was just, I said not even. Jumping over to the other side of our giant 72, is that right? Or 74? Team bracket, 72. I forget already. Uh, in the circle region, let's get it going. It's uh, Here's your matchups. Number one, The Last of Us Part 2 versus number 16, Knack 2. Number eight, Blood and Truth versus number nine, The King of Fighters uh, 14. Number five, Pyre versus Gran Turismo Sport. Number four, MLB The Show 19 versus number 13, Infamous First Light. Number three, Res Infinite versus uh, number 14, Matterfall. Number six, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life versus number 11, The Playroom VR. Number seven, Death Stranding versus number 10, uh, Riggs Mechanized Combat League. Number two, Astrobot Rescue Mission versus number 15, Far Point. Blessing. This one I think should go quickly based on the ones we yes. just went, but I have surprised myself yeah. already. Uh, Knack 2 versus The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Correct. Yes. Knack 2, thank you for showing up and keeping Mark Cerny entertained. Knack 2 was robbed. Get out of here. <laughs> Number eight, Blood and Truth versus King of Fighters uh, 14. Blood and Truth. I agree as well, which will piss off fighting game fans, of course, but Blood and Truth is a fantastic PlayStation VR game, and oh, you should go do so that. Good. Exactly. Uh, number five, Pyre versus number 12, Gran Turismo Sport. I mean, I'm going to say Pyre. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to the chat because I would say Gran Turismo Sport. Pyre. Really? Pyre is my least... Uh, loved super giant game super giant yeah and so i think if we're again talking about hey uh hold on gt sport uh, like we're talking about the best exclusive what defines playstation 4 i think gran turismo again i'm speaking with nostalgia in there right and i'm seeing chats very much behind uh uh pyre so we'll see the vote is up there it is in the chat right now you have a straw poll to go vote in uh to see what we can make of this one uh yeah GT, I think, is just so much more iconically PlayStation. And again, if we're talking about best PlayStation 4 exclusives, I just don't think Pyre gets that nod from me. But we'll see how that checks out. Right now, it's a very close poll. Just a few uh, votes separating. So if you are watching live, uh, go on to that straw poll, get in there and see it. We'll move on a little bit and come back to that one. Uh, Number 13. No, I'm sorry. Number 4, MLB The Show 19 versus number 13, Infamous First Light. This is actually a really hard one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, like, this is I, where I'm going to start I, hating both of you. I know. Sure, I understand. I'm not an MLB person. It's, I'm inclined to go Infamous First Light because I really liked Infamous First Light, and I'm I'm just not I'm I'm not an MLB, MLB the Show person. But I do understand how good MLB the Show is for people who like MLB. And so, like, Greg, I don't know where you're at with this. First Light is overhyped I'm, DLC. Whoa! Whoa! Sorry, Man, I'm, I'm lashing out. To cut I'm lashing out mic, in but... defense of my my baseball games. Okay, What's... I'm lashing out. I'll calm down here. I mean, that, I'm with blessing on this one. That I totally get and respect MLB the Show. I understand San Diego pours their heart and soul into that game. I'm so glad it's going multi platform so other people can play it. I'm all about that life. They do a great job with it. But again, the best PlayStation exclusive. 
I shit because people do buy it, the people do buy their playstations for mlb the show and specifically and the 19 it, it, like i i like that they included 19 on here because yes there are a few years where it's like okay this is more of the same it's getting slowly prettier and prettier throughout the years 19 added so many cool modes like there's like the the historical mode where you can play these like big historical moments in baseball history that was just so fucking cool um I, i'm just saying real quick i want things get complicated because while, like i look while, at M- while we continue to do that i want you to know it is literally 50 50 on gt sport versus pyre so if you haven't <laughs> voted yet i'm re-putting it in the straw poll you guys got to get in there and do it you got to get in there and help us out on that one the the difficult thing here is that mlb the show 19 is the representative for mlb the show on this bracket right and to yeah. my original criteria that i've set for myself right what adds more value to the playstation uh catalog mlb the show i would say adds more value than uh than uh infamous first light and so it, it it becomes tough for me because I think we put it in the chat. I think the chat's got to get in on. Yeah, let's put it, let's put it through the chat because I'm because so I can see the case either way. I'm going the, I see. I was gonna vote. Right. I, I was. I'm gonna vote whatever, against whatever Bless says because I think okay. there is an actual argument in there. So that's in there now for the straw poll. There. Uh, while that happens, I'm giving my final refresh. Whatever happens on this refresh for Pyre GT is what happens. All right. It's refreshed, it. and by one vote. Pyre has beaten GT. Wow. That's how it happens. Wow. That's, that's how it can happen here on PSI Love UXOXO any given Sunday. You know what I mean? Incredible. I know. You, hate, you, well, you don't hate to see. You love to see. You know? it's, this is fun. I like this. This is. I'm having a good time, Blessing. This, I'm having a good time, too. I can't wait for, for um, halftime where we grab drinks. Yeah, me too. I'm actually really looking forward to getting drunk and doing it. Uh, right now, MLB The Show is out to a 10-vote lead, but we will give it some time to cook and come back to that one. Uh, up next is number three, Res Infinite versus number 14, Matterfall. These are two games that I've all like I've wanted to play. You are that I've not crazy actually person. Get, actually, which one is Matterfall? I might have actually played Matterfall. I'm gonna Google it real quick. The is, winner is is Res Infinite. If you haven't played Res Infinite, come on, people, come on, people. It's Res, please. It's that was cool. the one I told I, I always talk about of playing uh, in PlayStation VR for the first time in the in the suit where the boss dropped behind me. And I was waiting for him to come up in front of me, and I was like, wait, it's VR. And I turned around and he was there waiting for me, and I fought him backwards. Fucking dope. I have all the feelings about that. I'm having like look up all Housemark games to make sure that Matterfall is the one I'm. No, that's um, the, well, I'm yeah, the what the it kind of looks like um the Xbox game. Oh, was the you one know more. what? I take it back. I thought Matterfall was next Machina, and so ah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Then Resident Res Infinite moves on. Yeah. All right, hold on. We're gonna refresh the poll over here on MLB the Show First Light and MLB the Show. I'm gonna declare the winner with 20 votes. So MLB the Show Barrett moves on. Your dreams have come true. Thank you, chat. Uh, I would also like to point out that in the chat, people are like, wait, go back. GTA GT has more votes now. That's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. I told you that was the final refresh, and that's how it's going to be. If you want your thing to win, what I need you to do is take your hand off your fucking pizza and your Dr. Pepper and be a part of the show. Because if you want to be a part of the show, be a part of the show. If you want to be a fat slob, be a fat slob like I will be after the show is done. All right? That's how it's got to be. Dr. Pepper? Yeah. You know, right. like a Dr. Pepper? I don't, not really, honestly. Like I, I would have gone Coca Cola. When I was when 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 I was growing up, a young a young lad playing N sixty four in Michael Bryan's basement. What it would be on the weekends is we'd go over to Sir Nick's Pizza. They made this crazy like double thick crust pizza. We get a big old piece of pepperoni, a giant. Uh, I think it was actually Mr. Pib. And then you go back and you play fucking Golden Eye and WrestleMania two thousand oh, until we couldn't sleep. And or well, you know what I mean. That didn't make any sense. So we couldn't sleep. You know what I mean. Golden Eye until we couldn't sleep. Yeah, I got we you. played until we couldn't sleep. Number six. 
Yakuza 6, Song of Life, versus The Playroom VR. I mean, my gut says Yakuza 6, but I don't really have a horse. Your gut is 100% correct. Yakuza deserves hype, and it is going in. I will say, The Playroom VR, that's the one that had Astrobot in it, right? And, like, the, the heist or whatever that led to Blood and Truth? Yeah, I think so, right? Or was... Yeah, no, wait. Was that no. that, or was that something else? Am I thinking Playroom VR else? was the one... You're thinking of the demo disc that came with it, right? Oh, maybe yeah, the, the is, yeah. Playroom VR was like a mini game collection that had the Astro, had Astrobot in it and stuff. Not Astrobot the game, but the Astrobots running around and doing stuff. So it didn't yes. have the Blood and Truth thing. It had the other. The heist. Yeah. No, it didn't have that. Yeah. That was the demo. Yeah, okay. Oh, it didn't have that. Okay, yeah. gotcha. This was like a bunch of a mini game collection that you did with uh, the Astrobot people. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like I'm not making sense, but you understand. Wait, no, I think I... So, wait, so the demo disc that I'm thinking of and this both had Astrobots in them? Because there's a there's a disc that has both the heist and Astrobot in it, right? Or am I making that up? I don't know. I think... It doesn't really matter up. too much to this, but... Okay. Either way, it's Yakuza. <laughs> uh, number seven, Death Stranding versus number 10, Riggs, Mechanized Combat League. Uh, Death Stranding. Of course, it's Death Stranding. I just want to shout yeah. out Riggs for being the first... Uh, First game that I had to play for IGN on my very first day, Destin, huh? Destin, who was my boss, hadn't come in yet, and uh, someone came up to me, I forget who it was, who's ever reviewing it, and they're like, oh, are you the new capture kid? And I was like, yeah. They're like, do you get sick in VR? And I was like, I don't know. They're like, great. All right, you're going to play this game for six hours. And uh, Riggs is just the worst when it comes to motion sickness. So shout out Dude, to Dude, I was going to say, like, I don't get me wrong. I think one of the interesting things about VR is getting VR legs. You know what I mean? Like where in the beginning, I'd be a little... not sick to my stomach but like you would get woozy or whatever whereas now i feel like i can spend you know iron man i can play long ass times and they're not worried about it rigs i will never forget playing i want to say at, a, at comic-con when they still did comic-con activations and it was like cool put it on go play rigs great and it was like oh man i'm looking around as they're like working on my suit and they're like all right you're going up to play now and i was like great and then you're on a little elevator this is all in the headset you're on a little elevator and the elevator went up and when it stopped my body felt like it kept going and it was like right okay. there, instantaneously uh, sick to my stomach. God. Like I was like, oh God. Like and I was see my bad news my, my problem is I get really hot because my body is like you're moving around outside. That's what my mind is like uh thinking, sure. but I don't get any like actual like wind resistance or anything. Um yeah. so my body gets like really hot and then I get kinda kinda woozy. So yeah, I, I felt that a lot during rigs. Uh our final matchup of the circle region is number two Astrobot Rescue Mission versus number fifteen far point. Is this even a question? It's no, we all love Astrobot. Astrobot's oh, amazing, man. of course. Uh, Farpoint, congratulations getting this far. Circle was a, like the PlayStation VR region. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so many of them netted out there, but happy to see Astrobot move on and a fantastic platformer. Um, let's go to the cross region here to close this out. Your matchups look like this. Number one, Persona 5 Royal versus number 16, Drive Club VR. Number eight, Infamous Second Son versus number nine, Alien Nation. Number five, Neo 2 versus number 12, Concrete Genie. Number four, uh, Far Cry, Final Fantasy 7 Remake versus number 13, Killzone Shadowfall. Number three, Tetris Effect versus number 14, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Number six, Ninu Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom uh, versus number 11, Dragon Quest Heroes. Number seven, Orcs Must Die Unchained versus number 10, Everybody's Golf. And then number two, Shadow of the Colossus versus number 15, Predator Hunting Grounds. Oh, man. There's some matchups in here. But to start yeah, it off, Persona 5 Royal versus Drive Club VR. It's, do I even have to say it? 
like good night sweet we prince are, we all know. <laughs> drive club vr has been bounced uh number eight infamous second son versus number nine alien nation neat ne- just- i love both these developers obviously sucker punch mm-hmm. and house mark neither their finest offerings yeah so it's, it is this yeah. weird mashup that i would vote infamous second son in and i'm all i all i'd also vote infamous second son um actually so i've only played dead nation i didn't play alienation because i heard it wasn't as good as dead nation and that was the thing and it launched with a bug that was a big old thing and it, it just didn't have the vibe to it, it just it, i you know what i mean like it 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 didn't do it it just didn't do it it was you know not a bad game but i, I was it's one of those that was on this list you're like oh yeah fuck that happened this generation you know what i mean like which yeah. sucks for house market studio that talented uh number five neo 2 versus number 12 concrete genie Ooh, i feel like this is one that's gonna get people upset because of out of these two, I'm probably going to say uh, Concrete Genie. I've only played a little bit right of you But again, like, I feel like Concrete Genie, me, like, and this is very subjective when I say, like, adds value to the catalog or whatever. But Concrete Genie as a game, I feel like it just, just looks super cool, uh, has Play super, super cool, cool. vibe. And, and, and to our conversation that we've had uh, multiple times on PS Love You talking about PlayStation first party and PlayStation exclusives and how a lot of the time like a lot of the games can bleed together when you think of your Spider-Mans and your Horizons and your and your Ghosts and your Last of Us's and your Uncharted's like yeah. a lot of, you can make the you can make the argument that a lot of those bleed together in terms of what type of game they are. Concrete Genie I feel like breaks through that in a really cool way and so that's that's gonna be my choice. I'm with you too. Where again like yeah Neo obviously not my jam and again as I've said a million times for everybody who wants to get mad at this pick and whatever like you get two other hosts to do this exact same thing you'll come up with different answers so don't worry about it but I adored Concrete Genie. I think it's criminally underplayed. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a you know Pixel Opus's finest work. I think everybody should go pick it up because I just was blown away by the animation of the cutscenes, the the care put into that world, the collectibles in there. Like it's fantastic. Everybody should play that. And again that's not to take away from Neo 2 which clearly isn't my jam and you know, never was, but sorry. Uh, number four, Final Fantasy VII Remake versus number 13, Killzone Shadowfall. Oh, it's Final Fantasy. I was going to say, isn't that, it's one of your game of the years? Yeah. Is that right? It's probably, it, it is right now, I'd say my game of the year. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and I, I mean, we'll talk more, but it's Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I don't think you have to worry about it. Uh, number yeah. three, Tetris Effect versus number 14, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Again, oh, two PlayStation Tetris VR Effect. games fighting off if you want to play Tetris Effect in PlayStation VR. It's Tetris Effect. It it's, is Tetris Effect. Just think about that first level and that first song. The, I'm yours oh forever. My God. There is no end in sight for us. Dude, it's, it's Tetris Effect might be the perfect game. I'm just going to put it out there. It, honestly, like, if, I would accept that argument. Like, Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that no game is a perfect game. Well, then if it but faces if you off against Persona that- 5 Royal, it's going to be interesting to see if you guys are cowards or if you stick to your word. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, your man. babies must be sacrificed. <laughs> number six, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom versus uh, number 11, Dragon Quest Heroes. Oh, I have no horse in this Rest race. Rest in Greg, peace, Dragon Quest, guys. You know what I'm saying? That's, I was going to vote Nino Kuni for sure. Yeah. There you go. Done. Cool. There you go. <laughs> number seven, Orcs Must Die Unchained versus number 10, Everybody's Golf. I was shocked I by the seating golf. on this. Of course it's Everybody's Golf. A fucking, the golf game so good, I cried almost when I played it. <laughs> After that first 20 minutes, I was like, Tim, it's everything I wanted them to do. <laughs> and then, to close out the cross bracket and round number one, number two, Shadow of the Colossus versus number 15, Predator Hunting Grounds. Greg, I've had a lot of 
great matches and so many so many hours put into predator hunting grounds with you we've had a wonderful i want to say that first and foremost like i've really enjoyed playing that that game with you and with the kind of funny crew and and non-streams and off streams and all that good stuff you know me and you switching off a predator you know hunting each other down it's been a great time it's been it's been it's been wonderful i cherish it i really do cherish it i'm glad you do this means a lot to me that you're winning shadow colossus is winning this 1000 times over So your final pick is Shadow of the Colossus over Predator Hunting Grounds. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen in the chat, we need your help. Is it Shadow of the Colossus or is it Predator Hunting Grounds? (laughs) Craig, you're you're about to get clowned out. You're a madman. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just saying, wouldn't you like to introduce a little bit of chaos to the world? A little bit of chaos right now. Why not? You know what I mean? Because let's just say it. Shadow of the Colossus, kind of boring. Am I wrong here? Am I wrong here? Am I wrong? Yes. Just the game. I mean, how yeah. much? But how much fun and excitement have we had in Predator Hunting Grounds right now, ladies and gentlemen? I'm just asking you, how much that fun have we had? Held together by a thread. Huh? <laughs> Predator Hunting Grounds. I feel like at any point I could press a button in Predator Hunting Grounds, and the game will just fall apart. And that's like, never happened once, and you know it. All right. I'm well, saying right, right now, we have fun. We get in there. There's different skins. They're still updating it. We're out there having a lot of fun. You can get in there. It, there's no. They're not microtransactioning you to hell. Right. You can get in there. You're earning the cosmetic uh, reward points as you play. You can go in there. All the maps are free. You're in there having a good time. Shadow of the Colossus, kind of boring. Say, you know, say you're boring in on there PS2. one more time. <laughs> Kind of boring in PS3. You're in there. Uh, kind of boring. One of the best games of all time. <laughs> well, you know, Barrett, you try to make this argument. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. And I want you to know it's very close right now. It's Is it really? Close. You're joking. I'm not kidding. If you are in the chat, get chat. in there and vote, ladies Listen, and gentlemen. Chat. Don't, don't, don't fuck me. <laughs> don't fuck this up. <laughs> don't fuck For a while this it up. was neck and neck right now, 11 votes separate this. If you're watching, you have the power to change this, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Don't fuck me, chat. Don't fuck him, chat, but think about fucking him. You know what I mean? Because again, why not have some chaos in this world? This is what I like to see. Four votes separate Shadow of the Colossus and Predator Hunting Grounds. Jesus Christ, chat. (laughs) Come on. What have you done? How have you done this? Because they understand a compelling argument that old game is old, new game is Predator. All right? Think about ripping a skull out. You know what I mean? Think about me, me hunting Fran. Think about the invisibility. Think of the samurai Predator. Then what do you want to think about? Giant open fucking areas with tall guys. They're called That's what we're competing against. First of all, that's plural for Colossus. Uh, or wait, is it the other way around? Either way, it, Shadow Colossus is a beautiful game. Has a serene world. Has a... This, uh, 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 what are you going to say? What are you going to say? This is the most votes we've had cast so far. Because people are in here trying to make dreams realities for each other. Right now, I'm not going to say which way it goes, but right now, seven votes separate everything. I hate this so much. I hate this so much. Just letting you know. I don't know how you created like such a chaotic base. Because this is, you all thought we would use the chat only, we'd only use it when like, oh, that's a great argument. That's a great argument. I'll totally do it for bullshit. (laughs) I'll totally do it just to ruin your dreams. (laughs) I'm doing the final refresh right now, ladies and gentlemen. The final refresh is done. Shadow of the Colossus has won 82 to 73. So uh, there you go. Really? 82 to 73. People, I appreciate you trying. You know what I mean? But Shadow of the Colossus moves on to round two. And it's time to start right into it. Round two here. We'll go back to the triangle bracket, work our way back on over. Right now, the triangle bracket has this matchup for you God of War Until Dawn, Wipeout, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghost of Tsushima, 
The Last Guardian Dreams. We'll start with God of War versus Until Dawn. Damn, this is really this is really upsetting for Until Dawn, but the answer is God of War. Um, it is God of War. But like, I feel like if Until Dawn was in any other bracket or matchup or whatever, like if if Until Dawn was against like the average PlayStation game, yeah, Until Dawn is making it through. Like, of course, Agreed. love Until Dawn. Yeah, I, yeah, Until Dawn, fantastic thing. I don't want you to feel uh, disappointed in yourself, Until Dawn. Uh, you should be proud of everything you've accomplished. Uh, but yeah, you need to go away now. You know what I mean? Like that's how it is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, our next matchup is Wipeout, uh, which is the number five seed versus Ratchet and Clank, the number four seed. Again, I mean, I got to go Ratchet and Clank. One hundred percent, you're going Ratchet and Clank. You're a man of taste. Taste. Couldn't say it for a second, but taste. You understand what things are. Again, Wipeout. We appreciate your PlayStation lineage. Uh, we love the fast racing you do, but Ratchet and Clank, a just fantastic game. Then, Horizon Zero Dawn versus Ghost of Tsushima. Cut it. Cut it, y'all. Num- Cut it. Number three is Horizon. Number six, Ghost of Tsushima here in Seeds. No matter which way we go with this, I feel like we're going to upset a number of people. But you know when we go the right way, we're going to upset the more people, the majority yeah, of people. Do it. We're voting upset. Ghost of Tsushima. We are go. We are voting Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm I'm, I'm saying all this to preface that like I hey, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> Again, what a little bitch! <laughs> you know what I mean? Just close. say it. Just say it. We loved Horizon. Horizon is great. I adore Horizon. I can't wait for Horizon again. Ghost of Tsushima is better. Oh, it's so good, man. They're both, Have you, they're yeah, both seeing games all the screenshots that I put roughly ten hours uh, each into them, and I will say. <laughs> Because they they just both came out at weird times where I was more excited about different games. I will say, in my ten hours, I like Ghost, right Ghost of Tsushima more. I like Ghost of Tsushima more. We'll take what's, that. What's the game you're it. interested in right now, Barrett? Over Ghost, Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say Paper Mario for a second. Fuck no. To close out the triangle, uh, round two, The Last Guardian versus Dreams. Oh, Dreams for me. That's my vote with a with a bullet. Dreams, the last this Guardian, entire oh you fucking son of a bitch yeah put it put it to the chat i'm doing it i'm doing it go ahead and what's your uh, what's your pick here for last guardian so like wh- why am i picking last guardian yeah all right oh just because i love the game right like it's again like my and this differs from person to person my experience as i was going through last guardian like everything they did there landed with me like the, the emotional resonance the the ways in which that game I feel like takes tenants of both Eco and Shadow Colossus, and and then you know uses those to to uh, to uplift what's in the Last Guardian, like the way in which the, the the colors pop, the way in which the characters move, the way in which that world feels alive despite being yeah. this, this dead world, right? Like I feel like that's I feel like that's a, that's a thing that's very unique to Ueda and what his team does, um, and I and I, I feel like they nailed it. Like I I really really uh, dug this game, and I dug the story that was there too. Like I feel like this game has. Uh, a surprising amount of story for this type of game because usually they're very minimal with how much they, they do story and I feel like towards the end of this game they they brought things back around in the story in a way that uh, had me very impressed and again like very invested and so but dreams blessing build anything you want art stream the music creation tools the ability to share the VR bonuses here for me it's just that Last Guardian, I, I did not like, like I said. I did not enjoy. I did not find 
the experiences inside that game you did. I found it to be frustrating. That's what kept me away from it. And I think dreams, yeah. while I get frustrated at like my own ability to create things because I'm an idiot, it's a different kind of frustration. I feel that. And like again, like for me, these things are close. Like I, this is actually a very tough matchup for me because both these games at this point have special places in my heart. Um, and dreams again, again for the reasons you said, right? Like Art's Dream is fantastic and mm -hmm. had emotional resonance with me. Not as much emotional resonance as I say The Last Guardian did, but it did have emotional resonance with me. Uh, and like you know, the tool set impressive, the actual catalog that's there of user created games impressive. Um, but yeah, man, The Last Guardian. Well, is, I'm also like very much a puzzle person. Blessing is always. The chat is on the right side of history, and they've chosen oh, no. dreams over the Last Guardian by seventy to thirty-seven. Then it's the way really? that's been. Oh man, out. okay, y'all, y'all tripping. I thought it was gonna be close. I thought it was gonna be close. <laughs> no, no, no. They oh, got man. taste. They got taste. All right. We're moving on to the square round two here. Uh, uh, so the matchups here for this, if you're an audio listener right now, are this. Uh, number one seed, Uncharted 4 versus number eight, Gravity Rush 2. Number five seed, Uncharted Lost Legacy versus number four, Marvel Spider-Man. Number three seed, Neo versus number six seed, Rezogun. And number 10, uh, Trump, D Detroit Become Human versus number two, Bloodborne. Some very interesting ones here that are going to lead to some very interesting ones. I feel like, uh, after, I feel like after this round, we got we to gotta do the break for drinks. Sure, sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, uh, bless. Number yeah. one, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End versus number two, or no, I'm sorry, number eight, Gravity Rush 2. Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Thank you. Thank you for being re reasonable yeah. and rational. You know what I mean? It still stings seeing Gravity Rush 2 here over Fire Pro Wrestling, but I'll let it, I'll let it slide because I have to. Uncharted The Lost Legacy versus Marvel's Spider-Man. This is a big matchup because as I I've said before, Uncharted The Lost Legacy is my favorite Uncharted game. I think they do things in that game that are fantastic. I really love what they did with Chloe and Nadine. This is the Uncharted, Uncharted Lost Legacy is the first time I've actually really cared about the treasure they're searching for in an Uncharted game. Like usually I feel sure. like that's the MacGuffin, that's the backdrop to like, you know, to get things moving. And I've never really cared about whatever treasure they're they're chasing. In Uncharted Lost Legacy, the way in which the treasure actually related to Chloe's story and 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 her uh her uh like like I guess personality character. and her and her uh, yeah. character and all that stuff. I'll say her lineage. Um, also, you know that stuff. I feel like landed with me. That stuff worked, and I feel like they they took their learnings with Uncharted Four, which again was like a fantastic game. Um, this feels this feels like a follow up in the ways that work, right? This feels like they were like, all right, we made Uncharted Four, we made our masterpiece, let's make another one. And for me, like this one blew it out of the water, or maybe not blew it out of the water, but th this one made this one became my favorite one. Um, that said, the I was going to say, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. You're doing all the plays you can possibly do before you go about a voting Spider-Man. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's Spider-Man. Yeah. It's hundred percent Spider-Man. Uh, I, I lost legacy. I didn't love as much as you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, it just didn't work for me the same way. I forget. It's been so long since I did my review on it or whatever. Uh, ooh, hold on. Hold on. I unplugged myself. I can't hear you no, anymore. We can, we can hear you. Oh, you can't hear us. Okay. I'm oh. back. Can you hear me now? I mean, you can still hear me? I guess you yeah. can never stop hearing me. I just couldn't hear you. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I think Spider-Man is such a fantastic open world. Such a fantastic it's game. It's hard to argue against Spider-Man, honestly. Right. Like, right. It, it's such a, a, a fun game. Uh, it's everything you'd want from a Spider-Man game. For me, as somebody who grew up with Spider-Man 2 on PS2 being one of my favorite games ever and yeah. absolutely adoring that game. Of course, Spider-Man 2, the movie game, which was like the, you know, like the open world one. Um, Spider-Man for PS4 capitalized off of the things that made that game great in, in all in every single way and like 
you know, is honestly all I could ask for in that type of yeah. game. Yeah, I will We're say the, talk the, about the, more, the story so. is okay. like meh. The same in Spider Man. Yeah. I, I think I, I think the premise is unique and it sets up a lot of cool things. And then the second half of that game because it becomes a very predictable Spider-Man story. If you've ever watched a Spider-Man movie or read a Spider-Man comic book, that that is that was kind Barrett's of I not, was let I was let down by the second half of that game. Barrett's not wrong. If you remember, that was my big critique coming out of it when we were hot and heavy on it and we were in the middle of coverage for it. As I came out and I was like, I just and this is spoilers for Spider-Man. I felt like they played it too safe, and when they introduced Doc Ock, I was like, oh, but like he's he's not going to be evil at the end of it, right? He's going to be, oh, no, he is just going to, okay. And then it was, it was, it was. However, as I've gotten further away from that main plot point, Barrett, the more I've come to terms with how powerful I think it is when Pete turns to him and he's like, you knew, you knew the whole time and what that father oh, or, you know, father, son, mentor, student relationship that's fair. actually that's fair. meant in a way that I don't think it's usually communicated through yeah. Spider-Man lore. And granted, that's, you know, a broad brush. And then the same thing too of the Aunt May sacrifice. Mm. Whereas just like, oh. I don't, I don't think they get enough credit for killing Aunt May because oh, I was really? with you and I, and I said it. Yeah. But I, I think that like yeah. the further we've gotten from it, the more I'm like, that was actually a really cool thing and a ballsy thing to do that really did hmm. set the stage for you know, Peter and Peter's Spider-Man uh, relationship, let alone, uh, you know, great power, great responsibility. Uh, Aunt May actually knowing he was Spider-Man, all that jazz. Yeah, and that's that's my thing too. Is like I, I, that dynamic between him and Doc Ock, uh, uh, what went down with Aunt May, and then also like the Harry Osborn stuff that I thought was interesting and left so much mystery. And and mm. I guess for me, as somebody who I've never really been super invested in Spider-Man comics, that wasn't really an angle that I've I've seen from that character yet uh in terms of like him just being abroad and, and us us being kind of up in the air in terms of like what's going on with that character and where that stuff landed and, and teased uh for spider-man 2 i thought that stuff was all all super cool the one thing i i, I think was a uh, a mishap i guess for a spider-man for a marvel spider-man is uh i guess it's like the end of act two what, what, what whichever act is the one that frees the sinister six yeah, yeah, yeah. everything after that like in terms of what you're doing in that chapter and going through all the different boss fights and the city being uh, in uproar, I thought was weak. I didn't enjoy that stuff. Yeah, I think you get through it too quickly, right? The Sinister Six pops up and then it's just kind of there over. Yeah, it's very much. It feels like a mission of like, oh yeah, ping pong back and forth and take out these these fools and then make your way towards the ending. And I thought they didn't set up the the Sinister Six in a way that I felt would have done them justice in the game. Uh, Neo versus Rezogun. That's a number three seed. Neo versus number six seed Rezogun. I'm going to go Rezogun. I'm going Rezogun as well. Again, Neo, thank you for coming. But if we're talking about iconic PlayStation 4 exclusives, things that define the PlayStation 4, that arcade experience from Housemark, Rezogun, come the fuck on. Fantastic. Uh, to close out the square, uh, round two here, uh, we have number 10, Detroit Become Human versus number two, Bloodborne. Ooh man, I'm going Bloodborne. I, I is that really an ooh man? Like no, I, even me who's like not no, a Bloodborne right. guy is like it's Bloodborne. Yeah, it's an ooh, ooh man just because Bloodborne is a recent love of mine, um, and I still need to go back and finish it. But it's such a stressful game. Um, but I, it's more of an ooh man because I do I do really like Detroit Become Human, and it's gonna be unfortunate to see it go for me. But the answer is Bloodborne. So not for me. See you later. Not worried. <laughs> Moving over to your circle. Bracket, round two. Circle region, round two. We have... Oh, this is the mashups, I should say. Number one, The Last of Us Part Two versus number eight, Blood and Truth. Number five, 
uh, Pyre versus number four MLB The Show 19. Uh, number three, Rezo, or, sorry, Res Infinite versus number six, Yakuza 6, Song of Life. Uh, number seven, Death Stranding versus number two, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Let's start with Last of Us Part 2 versus Blood and Truth, and number one versus number eight. Listen, this is what I'll say. Blood and Truth, what a, what, what a great PSVR game, you know? Like, yeah, the yeah. things that it did for that platform... It's Last of Us Part 2. Of course it is. I don't think we even have to do that. Blood and Truth, a fantastic game out of Sony London. Congratulations to all you. Everyone should play it if you have PlayStation VR. Really great character animations, really great stuff. Come on. What are we fun talking story. about here? Yeah. Wait, did you say fun story and then start rubbing your eyes? Oh, the game, the, the game had oh. a fun story. The game had a fun story. I thought story. you were like, I got a fun story for you. Uh, I fell off my bed <laughs> oh, <no>. playing. <laughs> uh, number five, Pyre versus number four, MLB The Show 19. I'm voting MLB The Show 19. Oh, okay. I For a second, I was like, did we not already just have this conversation? But I got Gran, Tur Gran Turismo and MLB occupy such similar spaces in my mind. Sure. Uh, oh, man. Pyre, of course, Supergiant. I know a lot of people like it, but MLB The Show is like this definitive PlayStation series. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going MLB. Because, like, I, so I've never actually been a big Supergiant person. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've tried out Transistor. I've tried out Pyre. And, like, I, I don't dislike them, but they, like, they've just never hit with me. Sure. Um, and so, like, Pyre, I really appreciate for, like, the music and for, <clears throat> for the visuals and for the presentations and all stuff. But... I've never gotten far enough in that game to be like, oh yeah, like the gameplay loop is the thing that's dri that's driving it home here. Even though I think the gameplay is very unique in terms of it being a sports a sports game that's like also this adventure game type thing. But it'll be uh, the show for the reasons we stated. Of course, uh, Res Infinite versus Yakuza Six: The Song of Life. This is a number three with Res Infinite versus a number six Yakuza Six. I don't know what what where you where are you at here? Because I don't really have a horse. I say upset Yakuza 6. Res is Res and Res is awesome and I love Res and it was a great PlayStation VR launch title but Yakuza is also Yakuza which is a fantastic series that has so much depth. Uh, you know, this generation saw Yakuza go from something I reviewed at IGN that nobody gave a shit about except for hardcore fans to something everybody suddenly gives a shit about and, you know, getting involved in Kaz's story and everything else. I gotta go Yakuza. Sounds good to me. All right. Um. Then here's an interesting number seven: Death Stranding versus number two: Astrobot Rescue Mission. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go Astrobot Rescue Mission. As much as I love Death Stranding, I yeah. I think Death Stranding is a cool game. I think Hideo did a lot of dynamic, cool new things in the game. I really love the presentation of it. It's beautiful. Um, I think that game has so much going for it, but. I think I said this on a games cast earlier this year that I think Astro Rescue Mission for me is a 10 out of 10 game. I think that game is polished and like the the design of all the different platforming challenges and, and, and the actual levels have so much thought into them in ways that really drive home why PlayStation VR works. And it, it, it does the things that you would want a platformer to do in terms of thinking outside the box and making you really like interact with the platform with the hardware sure. in ways that you like in ways that you wouldn't have thought of. And so like when you have points in, in Astrobot where you are like, you know, looking behind you, looking up, looking behind things and and having to like lean over in order to solve certain platforming challenges, like that's really cool. And that's something that only PSVR can do. Uh the same with like how you how you have to like 
you know, uh, you know, you you like blow in order to like knock down certain platforms. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, because the, it's using the microphone in order to detect that or, or stuff like that. It's really cool. Like, Astronaut Rescue Mission, I think, is, is such a fantastic game and really uh, nails what it's doing in every single way in a way that I don't know if I could say for Death Stranding. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Astrobot's my uh, pick, and it's going to move forward. I did really enjoy Death Stranding. I've been shocked, honestly, with all this free time where I'm like, I should play something, and I've been trying to knock out Platinums that maybe I've been sitting on. And like, I was always like, oh, I know I wasn't that far off of Death Stranding. You have to S-rank everything, so it's going to take time. But I just haven't been motivated to jump back into that world. I loved what I played, and I enjoyed playing it at the time. But I think, like again, to your, everything you've just said, like, and actually, I think Eric Miller here in the chat says it really well. Astrobot is a platform-defining game. Death Stranding was just a pretty-looking open-world game, which I don't think in... I mean, it's a boiled down argument from the chat, but it is true where I think Astrobot caught people off guard. I think it's an amazing platformer. I think, as you said, every level has so much TLC into it in terms of care. Whereas Death Training was a different cool idea from, you know, one of the most inventive minds and games that I really enjoyed playing, but I don't think it stands up against Astrobot. Yeah. So then moving into round two here of Cross, the final uh, uh, round two as we enter the Cross region. It's number one, Persona 5 Royal versus number eight, Infamous Second Son. Uh, number 12, Concrete Genie versus number four, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, number three, Tetris Effect versus number six, Ninu Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom. Ninu Nana. Then Ninu Nana. Uh, number 10, Everybody's Golf versus number two, Shadow of the Colossus. Let's start at the top, Persona 5 Royal versus Infamous Second Son. Persona 5 Royal. I wholeheartedly agree with you, even as somebody who only played 35 hours of Persona 5 and just started Persona 5 Royal today. Of course, uh, Second Son, I think, again, I don't even think Second Son is as good as Infamous 1 and 2 from PS3. Oh, yeah. Or First Light. No, I think First Light had a, a better story than Second Son as well. Uh, so yeah, I think Persona has no problem there. Uh, Concrete Genie versus Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. It breaks my heart to say it, but I agree. And I, and, you know, I did... I, as you know from the review, I loved Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I think Concrete Genie, there isn't a moment I didn't enjoy. There isn't a moment of Concrete Genie where I was like, oh my god, I'm not having a great time, or this isn't a story work, this isn't beautiful, or there isn't something right over there. Whereas with Final Fantasy, like there was those times of like, alright, how much more? Where am I? What am I? But like, I don't think that dissuades from the fact that it's just a fucking phenomenal game, Final Fantasy VII mm -hmm. Remake, so not gonna take you to a vote on that one. Don't worry. Um... Number three, Tetris Effect versus number six, Ninu Nono. Rest in Tetris. peace. I assume Tetris. Man, yeah. Rest in peace, Nino Nakuni, too. Hashtag Higgledees are lit. <laughs> I, I miss those boys. I love those little boys from Nino Kuni, too. I love collecting them, using them in battle. I love Nino Kuni, too. I might go back to that game. Fuck it. But we're all voting Tetris yeah. Effect, correct? <laughs> Again, yes. Tetris Effect oh, is the perfect yeah. game. It's yeah. just Hashtag. Well, would you say it, Barrett? Hashtag Higgledies are lit. Yeah, I like that. that that's I, I was made popular on Beyond for a little bit for saying that, and a lot of people made fun of me for it. Beyond. And then your final round two of all time is it going to be Everybody's Golf or Shadow of the Colossus? This is number ten versus number two. Uh, I want to preface this by saying I loved Everybody's Golf, but the answer. A shadow colossus chat we take it to oh, you now for real for real for real for real for real hear me out on this one this isn't the predator thing where i was trying to fucking get predator to go because i love predator this is i think everybody every, come on shadow of uh, colossus a fantastic game a masterpiece we're not arguing that but again it is 
the third PlayStation generation with this game on it, right? Let's talk about the fact that everybody's well, golf is a reinvention of everybody's golf. It's let's a reinvention talk about the of talent open. of Blue Point. This is where Blue Point got to shine. Blue no Point hasn't take- been able to make a remake of wait, what, what's that face? You don't think that's this is where when Blue they Point got, got to shine? Blue Point's been killing yes. it for years. Yeah, but they've not been able to kill it like this. They got to take one of the greatest things ever made and put a new coat of this, paint on this it. This was in like a, a full that, on remake, where it's like before they had like done like really good yeah, they did jobs at like really good collections and stuff, and stuff like, that. like that. This is this is incredible work what they did. For yeah, Shadow like of the this, this. I'm not saying it's not. Nobody's saying it's not. They made a PS2 game, one of the best looking games of this generation. Like. Effortless, effortless, effortlessly. Uh, that like uh, Shadow Colossus, right? A game where for PS2 was a technical marvel, right? Like being able to to have a world that looked that good and have Colossi that that felt that big and and you know have a world that felt so grand for that uh-huh. generation it was like a big thing. For them to take that and pretty much maintain that feel on PS4 is a huge feat. Like okay. the game, now let the game me talk because you can't you can't just you can't filibuster and let people vote during the time. Everybody's golf was an elevation of what Hot Shots Golf slash Everybody's Golf was. The online worked and was really really great. The character creation was amazing and such a step up from what we saw on the PSP slash Vita games, right? Of where you used to just be able to unlock things and put them on your character, but not actually create a character. Here you could actually create stuff. The DLC was good. The courses were great. Uh, the I, this, I mean, think about this. This is a game and a franchise that's been around so long, but when it did release, was able to find so many new fans, find a community, have that, even though it wasn't Animal Crossing levels of hype, because that's insane. Say, it, where is that community now, though? I don't see, I don't, I haven't heard people talking about everybody's golf since the month everybody's golf came out. Oh, you are no. such a fucking liar. No, you know there's, right. a, there's a campaign right. right now. It's kind of funny to do. We all play everybody's golf funny. and drink. It's kind of funny. That's us. We so you just lied golf. to them and said you've never heard anyone say that. That's what you, you were like. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody talk about it since the week came aside out. From, uh, aside, of Greg, aside from Greg Miller's. Uh, Andy started this, not me. <laughs> Andy's part of that Greg Miller. Greg Miller I, I will say yeah. one of his arguments about like the online being great. I remember playing one game with Greg and Jen oh, Miller where I you. got kicked out because of the fucking online was in, it was a little spotty there. All right. I'm just going to say that I'm one game. Say. You, you're you basing your opinions on 10 hours of games and one game of golf. Yeah, let's, all be, let's all be honest. All right. If there there is a an arcade golf game that reigns supreme and that game is called Mario Golf. I'm sorry. It had to be said. It had to be said. You're not so. Here's what I'll tell you, motherfucker, is that Mario has just been AOL for a long time. What AOL? The 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 chat service. (laughs) (laughs) The website AOL. AOL. He's been AOL, but I got into it and I was too late. Once I realized I was off track, I couldn't stop. All right, I would kill for another Mario Golf, right? Because Mario Golf World Tour uh, on the DS or 3DS was fantastic, and I did the tea time at IGN, and that was how many years ago? How am I? How do I still not have a Mario Golf right now for the Nintendo Switch? Oh, why, Everybody's why, golf why stepped has, up to fill that. Everybody's has, golf is there for you on every PlayStation. Play, every with a new entry every time there's a PlayStation. Why a why new entry. Golf, why hasn't everybody's golf fulfilled that same uh, uh, Mario Mario Golf sized hole that 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 is there for everybody? Right, like we love everybody's golf, but we're the PlayStation ecosystem, and we're also kind of funny. We all hear Greg Miller talk about it, which is the thing yeah. that kind of disseminates through, through us. We learn about it through Greg Miller. Sure, but like, there's so many people out there that love Mario Golf that are fiending for new Mario Golf that don't play everybody everybody's golf, and that's not just because they're on different platforms and then they're married to the Nintendo. I think that is because it just it, it hasn't had its moment to really like it. 
it just has final votes in now. Get your final votes in right now. Punch through in a way where if we're talking about what means more to the catalog of PlayStation 4, Shadow Colossus, one of the greatest games ever made, now one of the greatest remakes ever made. You know? The way I like to think about this is that there's a lifeboat. You're going to get an amazing Demon Souls remake because of Shadow Colossus. Think about that. There's a lifeboat, right? And over here is the giant PlayStation ship, and it's sinking. And we're making the hard choices of who gets in the lifeboat and who goes down with the ship. And you're going to sit there with a straight fucking face and be like, you know what? Everybody's golf. You're the best version of everybody's golf on the PlayStation lineage, but I can't let you on the boat. Instead, I'm going to let Shadow of the Colossus on for the third consecutive time. We're going to keep saving this old game that is just getting prettier. That's what you're saying to me right now. For the first time in this way, I'm, I'm refreshing for the last time. I'm refreshing for the last time. Here we go. Upscaled. God fucking damn it. Yes. By one vote. By <laughs> one vote. 143 votes cast from the live audience today on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. 72 to 71. Shadow of the Colossus advances. Oh. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to get my drink. You're going to get your drink. Barrett, we're going to insert the ad here. Ladies and gentlemen, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by HelloFresh. Get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit service. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. Uh, Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love cooking, hence the show Cooking with Greggy. I've used HelloFresh before, and let me tell you, it's so easy. You go online, you pick the meals you want, they send it to you, bada bing, bada boom, you're in business. I've been hearing a lot about it lately because the one and only Tim Geddes has been making his fiance Gia Tap Harris do it. Uh, they were telling me the other day they made Juicy Lucy burgers, which of course are amazing and mouthwatering as you just talk about them. And then they also did the pork carnitas tacos. Uh, like I said, HelloFresh sends you the food. They send you the pre-portioned ingredients. You read the cool little instructions. You make it right there. You feel like a world-class chef and you learn new recipes. You learn new techniques. For me, that was the biggest thing about it is that I know how to make a lot of the same things, but HelloFresh uh, actually has me doing different things. You know, making a sauce, uh, using the fond in a pan, uh, getting out there and actually using different ingredients I never would before. Plus, of course, it saves time. It's less stress. You don't have to worry about it. Right now, I'm stressed out. I'm sure you are too. You use HelloFresh. It's one thing you don't have to worry about. The food shows up. You make what they send you. I mean, you picked it, but you know what I mean. You don't have to go shopping. It's great. Uh, HelloFresh can also help you uh, eat more sustainably. Uh, HelloFresh is pre Hello Fresh's pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep and less food waste. You're using exactly what you need when you need it. And plus, it's flexible. You can make sure it's coming when you need it. You can skip things when you don't need it. You get what you want with Hello Fresh, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Tim loves it because Gia loves it. And I think you will love it too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash you 80 and use the code P.S. I love you 80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com slash uh, for more details, it says. But again, P.S. I love you 80. HelloFresh.com slash P.S. I love you 80. Fresh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to round three, the sweet 16. We all have our drinks. Cheers to you if you're watching at yeah. home. Cheers, Blessing. Cheers, Barrett. I know you're out there somewhere. Oh, look at that. was a nice zoom. Coke. 4K. Oh, yeah. You're chasing? Yeah, man. Okay. So we're starting the sweet 16 in the triangle bracket. Right now, it's God of War, a number one seed, versus Ratchet and Clank, a number four seed. Then 
Ghost of Tsushima, a number six seed, versus Dreams, the number two seed. Interesting. Uh, God of War versus Ratchet and Clank. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Oh man, I it's God of War. Like I love, I love Ratchet and Clank, and I'm, I'd fight for Ratchet and Clank like in any other matchup. Ratchet and Clank knows this. We've had this conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really hard to be God of War for me. Like I love God of War. God of War, as I, I, you know, I made a big deal about it becoming my favorite game of all time uh, upon release and when we reviewed it and stuff. And yeah, that hasn't changed. Love Ratchet and Clank. Think it's a great one. It's another one I always meant to get back in Platinum. And if I wasn't playing 400 hours, apparently, of Persona Royal and hating one boss fight, uh, I would maybe consider it on this thing. But I'm more excited for what's coming next for Ratchet now than going backwards. Um, it then comes down to uh, Blessing for our next one here. Uh, ooh, hold on, I screwed up. Ghost of Tsushima versus Dreams. That's a number six Ghost oh. of Tsushima versus number two Dreams. Where where do you come down on this? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, w- without a doubt, without a, without a blink of an eye, I turn the gun on Dreams and blow them. I look at I look at all of Media Molecule in the airlock and I hit the button and I'm like, I'm sorry. Jesus. I love you guys, but it's gotta go. This, yeah, I'm, I'm also with, with Ghost of Tsushima. This is one of those ones where I kind of wish that it was flipped and was Ghost versus God of War and Dreams versus Ratchet and Clank because I feel like Dreams versus Ratchet and Clank would be an interesting, uh, more interesting conversation. Because sure. still yeah, probably go. That, you're right. Clank, I agree with that. I, I think that would be a I, more interesting debate. Yeah, because I, I could, I there's a lot of argument for Dreams uh, that I think is there, and I feel like in, a, I feel like in a world world where Dreams took off more and was way more successful and had more of a user base and more creation and more uh like like if if dreams was having its animal crossing moment um i i i feel like there'd be more of an argument there for it because like a lot of that game comes down on what the community is and and um the discussion and, and creation around it that just isn't there as much since the game isn't isn't catching on uh like hot fire right now do you think then there's a conversation to be had if we were to do this same uh, bracket thing in two years and see what dreams has evolved into? Like if there were more amazing multi-game or multi-dream experiences and like RPGs and stuff like that, do you think that would change the game for you in terms of that? I think so. Like if, if in two years dreams grew and they really found its flow and then they were able to um, like make it a huge thing where everybody's kind of obsessed with it. Like if, if they did the thing that we've been asking for and we've been kind of predicting where they they put dreams out as a like a um a packing game with the PS5 which is a lot less likely now because we have Astro's Playroom as the packing game but if they if they were act to, uh if they were able to actually do that with dreams and make it a thing where everybody can play dreams and then you have to pay like 30 bucks or whatever to actually make dreams yeah. um i could i could i could see dreams growing in a way where like yeah i could see i could see the argument for it over a lot of other games but i think dreams kind of being eh right now in terms of where the conversation is with it and and how it's kind of come and gone takes it out of that conversation for me yeah i mean i think ghost is a fantastic game so for me that's the that's one you, yeah square we're into the square region for the sweet 16 god damn it. shit is getting fucking real god damn it I uncharted four uncharted four thief's end that is the number one seed versus number four marvel's spider-man then number six Resogun versus number two Bloodborne. Blessing. It's Uncharted Four at the end versus Marvel's Spider-Man. Uncharted Four, a fantastic Uncharted game. Spider-Man, uh, a fantastic Spider-Man game and superhero game. This is so incredibly hard. Yeah, 
but I vote Spider-Man. I don't know. Oh, vote you're voting Spider-Man. Holy it. shit. Really, you're voting Spider-Man. What's your Why reasoning? wouldn't I? What a fantastic fucking game. With the exception of trying to platinum it and maybe fighting your last few Sable people, are you ever not having fun playing that game? And I'm not saying I didn't have fun playing Uncharted, but I do think Uncharted ebbs and flows and moves in a different way that I think there's standout moments to Uncharted, whereas I think... I'd say there's standout moments. There's peaks and valleys to Uncharted. Some of them are, hey, we're telling you a story and we want to slow it down. Some of them just are, all right, I'm doing this thing. All right, I'm doing this, whatever it is. Spider-Man, I think, is consistently above that. I don't think it peaks or it doesn't bottom out in terms of gameplay. This is really this is the hardest one so far because my, my heart says Spider-Man, but there's something also... There's something also in me that wants to go Uncharted Four because there's legacy. It's it's it, Drake. That's I think that's a, that's a big part of it is legacy, right? And like having all the it, it, it is the Avengers Avengers Endgame of Uncharted, right? Like we yeah. spent all this time with Uncharted One th- One through Three, you know, and like no matter how you feel about those games, because I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Uncharted One through Three. Despite that, going into Uncharted Four, I had that legacy with me. I had that lineage with me. I had. Um, uh, my experiences with those characters with me and going in and, and going through Uncharted 4, you know, all that stuff still hit. Like, you know, Nathan's relationship with Elena still hit. Um, man. All I'll say, I, all I'll it, say is that Uncharted the series did not become great until Uncharted 4's release. Uncharted 4 carries the rest of that. Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy carry the rest of that series on their backs. Oh, fucking I Jesus mean, Barrett. God, I you're, you're, I forget how many miles away from you are, but I can see, I can smell your shit. All right. I can smell I'm just it saying, from over I'm here. I'm just saying, man, Uncharted 2 you're might be the worst one of the series. Uncharted 3. Okay. Well, you're, you're, you're pushing it now. No, dude. Let's y'all, down. no, I'm play- fucking serious. This is a PlayStation I'm, podcast. I'm fucking serious. Go back. I played through the entire fucking series recently and go back to Uncharted 2. The last quarter of that game never goddamn ends it never ends it's seriously it's one of the worst it's it's yeah, one of the fir- worst five hours yourself all right you're spitting bees out here we don't need <laughs> bees right now so blessing do you want to take it to the wow, straw i can't believe what my if you're split on if you're split i mean i think i i am solidly spider-man and i love uncharted and i'm sorry i don't mean to do this to naughty dog i look at this i make so difficult i make eye contact want- with neil as i reach up and hit the airlock button he's sucked out i want to make a strong decision and mm, Uncharted 4 is so good. Okay, then. So you're saying Uncharted going, 4 and we no, go to the poll? I'm going Spider-Man. Oh! I just, I'm, hey, I'm, just way, I'm way too biased toward Spider-Man as a character and Peter Parker and that story and those characters that it's hard... It's hard for me not to 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 uh, take that in, right? Like the the fact that I just love Spider Man as a character in general, let alone in the super game, in the, uh, super game, let alone this video game. Um, and the way that this video game did did Spider Man justice, I think is, uh, I it, yeah. Just because I'm a, I I screwed it up on myself here, but just because I want to put it into the chat, there is a poll there for you. Your vote does not matter. <laughs> you you are in a dictatorship, but I do want to know between Uncharted Four and Spider Man where the cha- the live chat right now from patreoncom slash games would sway. We'll get back to you in a second. Uh, our next here in the Sweet Sixteen in the Square region is number six Resogun versus number two Bloodborne. My pick is Bloodborne. Like, Mine as well. It's it's such a good game, and and to the point that I've been making, I feel like all year whenever I bring this game up, whenever I'm playing it, right, like. It is it 
the same thing that's keeping me from actually completing the game is the same thing I love about the game. Like it is such a stressful, uh, uh, difficult experience. Like not just the gameplay experience, right? Like not just how much I'm dying or how much damage the enemies are doing and all that stuff. Like it's a difficult game, but sure. existing in that world in itself is so hard because everything feels so oppressive in that game. Like it is dark. Everything is wet for some reason it like the, the the sound design is so horrifying and anxiety inducing and making my way through that through that world feels more just inherently stressful than any other game i've played um and there's something about that that is both like that is oppressive but then also kind of addicting in a way that i i like i keep wanting to make my way through that game because i like like making a way to uh, to the gameplay experience right like sure. It, it there is just a a a, uh, a need and like a, a build you have where you are you're getting better and better slowly and slowly and like you know that there's something satisfying about that like it, it is so satisfying to play let alone the world there is so like strong strongly built so I love Resogun and as I've said yeah I've argued for a long time is PlayStation DNA PlayStation Four DNA and everything else of it I think Bloodborne is the same argument where Bloodborne very much not a game that's ever clicked for me and I've I haven't given it the hardest of tries i've tried it and i've started it multiple times and played through it and done it at preview events and all that it's one of those games i get and just haven't ever clicked with like i don't like the more rough edges around it of like a bunch of dumb stuff shit but like i'm not going to sit here and not understand and respect what it's meant this generation and wh what a standout for the playstation 4 that thing has been and the fact that yeah it, it, there's just no contest against resogun as good as resogun is uh you got to give it to bloodborne so we take the Sweet 16 to the Circle region, where we find, and this is your list of matchups here for these two, number one, The Last of Us Part 2 versus number four, MLB The Show 19, and then number six, uh, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, versus number two, Astro Bot Rescue Mission. So we begin with The Last of Us Part 2 versus MLB The Show 19. The Last of Us, the Last of Us Part 2 is really cruising here, I'm just going to say. I know, like, right? This is, this is like unfair, but yeah, it's The Last of Us Part 2. I mean, and that's it's it's a whole different argument that we'll, I'm sure we're gonna have to get to a few more times with The Last of Us. But yeah, uh, MLB the show again. I can't tell you how much I respect what Sony San Diego does. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two again, a masterpiece where I think it's just pushed the gaming in so many different directions and achieved so much that I think this is an easy win for it right there. If there uh, is, however, if there is any game that I would accept MLB the Show 19 losing to, it would be The Last of Us Part Two. Shout out to the again the. Uh, uh, history mode in that game. Uh, one of my favorite moments that I got to play is where you uh, get to play Babe Ruth's first uh, major league home run. It's fucking cool. That game is cool. Baseball is cool. Okay. For, a second, for a second, I thought you were talking about The Last of Us Part 2. And so I was like, wait a second. <laughs> There's a history mode. I remember throwing the Ruth. dog toy, but I fucking, I'm yeah. Babe Ruth. Uh, oh. To finish off Circle Sweet 16, it is Yakuza 6 versus Astrobot Rescue Mission. I'm, again... As a Yakuza fan, and I say that lightly, as a Yakuza reviewer, I guess, I, I've fallen off in recent in, in instances. Still respecting what the game is, just not wanting to. Astrobot, I got to go for in yeah. terms of what a great PlayStation VR game, what a great platformer, what a great looking game, what a great thing. Like a game that when I was done, I just wanted more of. And whereas I think Yakuza, I know I've infamously gotten in trouble for when I reviewed or mentioned on a preview. Yakuza is more a Yakuza. It's still how I feel. Whereas Astrobot, I did feel was a platforming revolution. I agree. It's it's Astrobot. Uh, oh, okay. 
No, I thought there was a mistake, but there wasn't. All right, then. And then to cross off the final things here in the cross region as we lead the Sweet 16 here, uh, here are your two matchups here. Persona 5 Royal, the number one seed, versus Final Fantasy VII Remake, the number four seed. Then Tetris Effect, the number three seed, versus Shadow of the Colossus, uh, the number two seed. Persona 5 Royal versus Final Fantasy VII Remake. Don't fuck me on this, Bless. Blessing, your game of the year, Final Fantasy VII Remake Ugh. versus Persona 5 Royal. Ugh. There's a really good JRPG in this uh, matchup, and then there's a remake of a game that maybe didn't need a remake. I'm just saying. Wait, did you not like Final Fantasy VII Remake? Absolutely not. The last, the last really? of that game is not good. Oh, you're wrong, but I, I respect the, the tenacity that you're displaying. Uh, also, the, pace, the, 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 the pacing of that game is all over the goddamn place. I just want to. Oh, the pacing of Final Fantasy VII Remake compared to the pacing of Persona Five Royal. I uh, here's the thing: a 110-hour game felt like nothing to me compared to a 40-hour game. How about that? How about that? Here's what I'll always say: is that I respect how vocal is Barrett is about his opinions, whether they're good or bad. <laughs> I appreciate he's out there throwing them down. This kid is not afraid to get in there and tussle it up. I am voting for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, my reasoning on this is a few things, and it's personal, obviously. But these are both fantastic mm-hmm. games. Final Fantasy has never spoken to me in any way, shape, or form. I've tried multiple times. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII, I was able to get into and get lost in and love the battle system and the combat and actually connect with the story and understand the characters and roll through and be in that world and all about it. Persona 5, and I'm basing this, I know, on Persona 5, Persona 5, which is, it is and isn't this game, and yada, yada, and I just started Royal, right? My problem with Persona 5 here is that Final Fantasy did something I've never done before. It got me into a Final Fantasy game and made me see it all the way through. Persona 5, I was so hyped for. I loved Persona 4 Golden. I loved Persona 3, games I reviewed at IGN. Then to get here and have this conversation, oh God, here comes Lucy James. She heard fucking Persona happening. Get here and have this get argument. Him, what, get him, Lucy. That, that couldn't even motivate me to keep going. What Final Fantasy versus Persona 5 Royal. Thank you, Lucy. The voice of the people. The voice of the people. This would be a what now? This is a hard one for blessing. Oh, yeah, he's, he's stressing out about it. Barrett just had some terrible just, takes, too, but he's, he's, he's easy for Barrett. You know? Blessing, go with your heart. I just don't know. What's it going to be? Your game of the year, as you've already said. Final Fantasy VII. It's, or Persona 5 Royal. A game that you still haven't motivated yourself to beat and just vented and raged about the boss that you hated so much. I did. But here's the thing. I keep forgetting that Persona 5 Royal actually came out this year. And I and I know I've called I know I've I've called Final Fantasy VII Remake my game of the year. Persona 5 Royal might actually be my game of the year. Like Yeah, I, blessing. Let's go. Those 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 characters, that world, the style, the the ways they've improved upon Persona 5 that have made it like there's a reason why I fought for Persona 5 to to not be included and for us to just replace that with Persona 5 Royal. It's sure. because like I I had issues with Persona 5. Like Persona 5's uh dungeons and the combat system i felt flowed in a way that just didn't work for me i got very uh uh bored and at times upset with um the dungeons and in the combat because i feel like there just wasn't much there to chew on and persona 5 role added so much to chew on in a bunch of the different uh features and mechanics that were added in uh i'm with you greg that final fantasy 7 remake also brought me into final fantasy final fantasy in a way that i've never been brought in before like i've not yeah. i've 
I've historically not enjoyed Final Fantasy um, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Everything about it, I enjoyed. I thought the characters were characters were fantastic. The world was interesting to me. I loved the mixture between, uh, I guess, like sci-fi and, and fantasy and cyberpunk and all these different things that they brought together in order to make this this world that felt compelling and at the same time fleshed out and real, especially toward um, uh, later in the game where they start to build out what this world is and what's really happening here. Yeah. Um, I will say that the the ending got messy in a way that I personally didn't appreciate. I understand Ooh, why I, for seven. For seven, yeah, like the last. Oh no, I chapter. like that, and I pre- I understand that I didn't understand it. I like that. Then looking <laughs> up and having a conversation, and I like that it kind of retcons it, and I guess not real spoilers, but kind of spoilers. It retcons it in a way that kind of works like in the Star Trek uh, universe, right, with the Kelvin universe of like, all right, it, we're recognizing what came before, but we're also doing our own thing. I like that about it. I like that it led to discussions about that. This is difficult for me because both these games I feel like have such person had personal impacts for me. Um, I'm gonna say Persona Five Royal, though. So we have That's a split. Persona Five Royal. We have a split in Final Fantasy VII. I've put it into the chat here. It's time for you to vote. There is a straw poll there. YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games. Actually, I guess Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games uh, viewers get on that. Meanwhile, just for shits and gigs, I did put out the Spider-Man Uncharted poll. Uh, Spider-Man ran away with it. 67.48% to 35.2 really? for Uncharted Disappointed 4. That's surprising me. I would, have thought, I would have thought more people would have gone Uncharted 4. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, not voting is the same as being... I don't even know a communist. So you have to vote here in the straw poll for uh, Persona uh, 5 Royal versus Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I will tell you, it is incredibly close right now. We are one vote, one vote separated, two votes separated. Uh, we will move on and come back. I'm putting in the, I'm putting in the poll one more time, or the, in the chat one more time. There it is. Get into it. We'll get back to you. Uh, Tetris Effect versus Shadow of the Colossus. This is a number three versus a number two. This is another one that's very difficult for me. Um... Hmm. Oh, Greg, where do you sit with this one? Actually, I know where you sit. You want Tetris Effect on this one, right? This is the first one where I was going to vote Shadow of the Colossus. Really? <laughs> I, I like Tetris Effect a lot. I really do. I think it's a great game, but I think the people who have been like, it's the best game. It's the best video. I'm like, no, it's Tetris Effect, and I like it a lot. I, got, I, like, I like Tetris, but mm-hmm. Shadow of the Colossus, come on. Compared to that, no. Tetris Effect was kind of a magical experience for me. I really liked it. I mean, okay. it... Yeah, like it, I mean, t- it's Tetris, which I think kind of boils it down for me. Like it's, it's Tetris, and Tetris is pretty much a perfect video game. Like it is, agreed, it agreed. is infinitely enjoyable. It is, it is, um, like there's, there's not a problem with Tetris. That with all the music and style added on to it, turned it into like this thing that really worked for me. Uh, I'm gonna say Shadow Colossus though. Like, all right, again, like that it's Shadow Colossus. Like I'll, people know I love Shadow Colossus. I'm gonna keep beating the drum on Shadow Colossus. And on top of that, with the final refresh, Final Fantasy VII Remake advances wow. over Persona 5 y'all. Royal by two wow. votes. By wow. two votes. 72 Dude. to 70 is what happens there to get Final Fantasy wow. VII further in there. It's okay. Once y'all again, proving, y'all are, y'all are once again proving that history. Barrett and GameSpot have bad taste in video. Oh, and Blessing, apparently, because Blessing also said Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, but so Blessing. So you were really in the conversation with the four of us. Um, you were in the minority there. So, to be so. fair, GameSpot gave Final Fantasy 10 out of 10 to more. Which, oof. More like a 6.5 <laughs> or 7 out of 10. <laughs> oh. God, I love arguing about video games. And we're having fun. When it's not this fun, is a great I time. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Really great time. Um, all right, then. So let's move on to the Elite Eight, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost there. 
Can you believe it? We are almost good. Uh, Lucy James has slacked that she's moving out. This is enough good. to uh, push good. her over the edge, I guess. Absolutely. Maybe she should have been on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games where she could have rallied the troops. Seriously, voted, we were down I mean? two votes. What the fuck? Two votes. It's literally that episode of The Simpsons you like so much, Luce. Uh Triangle region. Elite Eight. God of War versus Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, I mean, this, this isn't is, that this hard is, for me, this honestly. This isn't that here. hard for me, honestly. It's it's God of God of War. Is it is it harder for you? It's harder, but I think it's only hard because I'm so fresh off Ghost and so high on Ghost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas that when I sit here and have the more rational conversation with myself, of course, of like, what do I like about God of War? What do I like about Ghost? Like, obviously, I like them both for similar yet different reasons. But again, I go back to the fact that. I don't think a moment is wasted in God of War. And I don't think it's a weird. That's what I've always said about God of War. Every conversation matters. Every action matters. Every upgrade matters. Every little thing you're doing matters in that story and that character building and world building. And that's still the same for Ghost. It's, it's, I wouldn't make that argument for Ghost, obviously, with so much crossing and so many random battles and stuff like that. But those also matter and also build onto it. But if I'm going to sit here and talk about, and these are spoilers for God of War, right? Moments that just stick with you. It is just fucking the opening of that game at the tree. It is the fight with the stranger. It is, you know, I know of such a weapon and going and fucking getting the blades again, right? And getting yeah. to the end and or the Loki reveal. And the, even just on the boat, hearing stories like God of War is such a masterclass of video games that I think Go- yeah. I think Ghost is a fantastic game that right now I, I love. And Jin's one of my, you know, PlayStation All-Stars right now. But I think, yeah, you got to give it to God of War. Yeah, God of War just has so much going for it. Like, and especially when you start comparing elements. And I know it's unfair at a certain point because Ghost is an open world game and God of War is this, it's hard to call it linear, but it is comparatively more of a linear uh, action adventure experience, right? But like when you start comparing the combat systems, which I feel like is far superior in God of War, um, voice acting, story, uh, visuals, all these different things that, again, slightly unfair because Ghost has this open explorable world that it, that it is working with um still god of war like I, I i always find it corny to bring up like the games as art thing or like you know try and make the argument that games are art or like wh- however that conversation kind of boils down because i feel like that's kind of a given but like god of war is like straight up art to me in the way that they totally. they, they pulled that thing off like it is it is so focused and uh uh so good in the way that they like you know they stuck. They they had a vision. They stuck to it, and they're able to just they're able to to knock it out of the park. Okay, Square Region, your Elite Eight, <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Man, Marvel Spider Man, a number four seed versus the number two seed Bloodborne. This is the bed you made. Now fucking lay in it, you dorks. Who's laying in it? I don't know. Who's who? Who? <laughs> I don't know. Who's really mad at my eyes? I'm I'm of the mind that Uncharted Four should have made it here, but that's just me. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's Wait, that's on you. Barry, are you saying that thinking that Spider Man's going to lose this matchup? Because it's not. All right, you're you're going to get a lot of shit, but all right. I am. You're I voting am, Bloodborne. I, no, I'm voting Spider Man. Are oh, you voting okay. Bloodborne? No, I'm voting Spider Man. I was oh, confused okay, why yeah. this was like eat shit dorks. I don't know. I'm yeah, just no, so that's confused. What, that's, that's, what that's what I'm saying to Bear. I'm like, Bear, do you did you think that Bloodborne was winning that fight with, with these two people? And Honestly, that's the thing. Again, yeah. again, to point it out again, like I understand, like I, you know, to take off just being Greg and being a goon for a second, like I 
totally get and respect everything about Bloodborne. It's not my jam, and that's how games are, right? Like some people don't like jazz, and you're stupid for it. But you should, you know what I mean? Like, not everything's for everybody, and Bloodborne just ain't for me. I don't think. I get it, but Spider-Man is so for everybody, and is so good at what it does. And I think that you know, in the same way. And again, this is comparing, for lack of a better term, right? Some weird indie goth movie to an Avengers MCU movie, I guess, or whatever. But like, Spider-Man's so fucking good, and so feel good, and so much fun. Just fun to play. There isn't the thing of like, oh, I'm getting my ass kicked or I don't know what I'm doing here or whatever. And I understand that it's fun to people, just not for me. Yeah. Like, honestly, if, if, if you were to ask me to like boil, boil it down to like what's the better game mechanically and, and better game design wise and all that stuff, then like I think there's a strong ar- argument for Bloodborne, if I'm being honest. But I think the fact of the matter is that Spider-Man as a character just means more to me. That Spider-Man story just means more to me and it, it, it hit harder with me because of just what, what my interests are and, and how much I like Spider-Man. And so. Because I like it. I'm putting it into the chat as well. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the, the polls. Because it has been a, it, it was a very, uh, you know, back and forth there for a second. So there, it, chat, fight that out. I want to know what you think between Bloodborne and Spidey. Uh, just to really rub it in, I think I misspelled Bloodborne. Yeah, I did. So there you go. Enjoy that. God damn it. Let's move over to the circle uh, region for your next half of the Elite Eight. It's the number one seed, The Last of Us Part Two, versus the number two seed, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Look at that. The system works. They they came down the way they're supposed to. Greg, I'm going to let you answer this one first. You, you think Last of Us? hundred percent. Like again, like I, honestly, like so far, this is the first challenger I've seen to the throne in the circle bracket for The Last mm-hmm. of Us Part Two. I think everyone's been Last of Us, Last of Us, Last of Us here. If this is like what debatable was supposed to be before Jared Petty quit. Uh, is that I could make a case if I needed to, I could make you a case for why Astrobot is the better exclusive and why it matters more and did more for platforming and more for PlayStation VR than Last of Us did. But that'd be a hollow argument because I don't believe it. I do think Last of Us is such a huge step forward in video game making and is such a masterpiece in the same way that Astrobot's a, a masterpiece for video games, platforming, and VR or whatever. But I think. Last of Us makes bigger strides and is a better game. Yeah, I think for me, it's the thing that The Last of Us Part Two is just a more meaningful game. Whereas the argument that I would make for Astrobot is that there's no wasted space in Astrobot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think I can make the case that Last of Us Part Two uh, overstays its welcome at times. And like, I, I feel like there, there are certain things I can pick apart about it. But at the end of the day, it just it does way more. You know, therefore leaving it open to more interpretation and more criticism because of that. Um, but yeah, I got I got to go with the Last of Us Part Two. You know, just because I, I, that game just does so much, and I think it it nails so much. And uh, I I remember saying this during our review of it, but like it like it justifies its own existence, right? Like I, we all had the question of does Last of Us Part does Last of Us need a sequel? Does it need a Part Two? Yeah. And Last of Us Part Two came out, and I think it really made the argument for why it should exist. Um, because it does such a good job of, you know, delivering the story that it has and piggybacking off of the foundation that was the last is part one and really, you know, going off with it and, and making, making a special, uh, making its own special story, you know, using the, the, the bones that existed with the last was one. So here, here, uh, here, for here. cross, sorry, I just said here, here. Okay. Uh, for crosses, uh, what? Uh, well, Elite Eight final. Uh, it's Final Fantasy VII uh, remake, of course. The number four seed versus Shadow of the Colossus, the number two seed. I'm voting Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, 
I'm also voting Final Fantasy VII Remake. God. <laughs> it's not Barry, that good. It's, it's great. Barry. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, it seems to be that kind of funny. Of, it is really good, though, Barrett. Did none of Barrett's, or not not you, Barrett, but like, did none of the character Barrett's speeches get to you, Barrett? Because, like, when he started breaking down Mako and it being the lifeblood of our universe and Barrett, how much. The, the performance of him, Barrett with one T, because there is a difference. I have two T's, he has one T. Mm-hmm. Um, is great there there's so many great performances in that game but like dude the gameplay y'all the fucking amount Wait, of is the, the gameplay you didn't like the 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 battle system was fine it was fun but I'm, I'm talking about like the going into a new town and then like having this really fun story and then it immediately get bogged down by like all right we'll go on all these uh uh side missions here just to make yeah, it worth it, thing. just to, just so you have enough to like uh, get the like have enough power for like the last third of the game, and then oh, you want to get to the last third of the game? Oh, here's like seven different endings, and like oh, this next ending feels like it's actually going to end here. No, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Oh, and like the last like hour and a half doesn't make any fucking sense if you've never played Final Fantasy VII and then like watched Advent Children. Yeah, that's a great fucking way to tell a story to a new audience. Great. You're, tell, you're telling me about games needing to end, and you're over here fighting for Uncharted 4? <laughs> and Persona 5. No, Persona 5 Royal knows when... It, it does have a middle part that it should not have been there, but it knows I was going to say, my co-host, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr., the new face of video games, was talking about how, what, two hours of it could be cut out or whatever it was? 20, yeah, 20, but, 20, but 20, hours, 20, 20 hours. 20 hours, Did he say that's where the game should have ended? No, he didn't. No, but he said, I mean, you cut it out. I mean, the game would end faster, you know what I mean? Persona 5 Royal is too long. That is Ladies and gentlemen, we have our final four. We have our final four here, all right? So coming out of the triangle bracket is God of War, a number one seed. Coming out of the square bracket is, uh, in the, I'm sorry, the region, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, a number four seed. It'll face off against God of War. Coming out of the circle region is the number one seed. The last of us part one, uh, two, sorry. And then coming out of the cross uh, region is Final Fantasy VII Remake, a number four seed. So two number ones, two number fours facing off. Let's start. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. This top yeah. four, very predictable. Yeah, 100. percent I'm still. Here's the I thing, though. I still am. I'm still very interested to see what wins. Hmm. That's my. You're not. I'm curious on where. This here's goes. what. I, here, okay. Here's what I want to do. Do you have paper at all? Uh, I, I can find. Can you some. get a piece of paper. I want you to write down what you think is gonna win. All right, you know, I'll just open up a uh, Google Doc. But then you can't show it to me, and you could change it. Don't lie, you know what I mean? Because I'm gonna hold mine up to the the, the screen. Oh, but do you want? I mean, do you want to show it to me right now or wait till later? No, 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 no. I'm yeah. saying we write it down right now, and then when we uh, get to the end, we see if it was predictable as we think it was. Gotcha. Okay, okay I'm doing. On. Okay. Yeah. Also, are we gonna have a losers bracket? Fuck no, Jesus Christ! What? How, you want to go? You want to do a double elimination losers or, bracket? Right. Two hours <laughs> no, I mean, like, and twenty loser, minutes. Like, blessing. No, <laughs> as in like the 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 losers of this specific round go against each other for third place. Oh, sure. Okay, I can do that. Give me a second. Barrett, you're on the honor system to write down what you think is going to win and then do it. Chad, I see you shouting yours out there. I yeah. like that a lot. I appreciate that a lot. We'll go from there. It's me, Greg Miller. Hey, how you doing? I mean, I, I also think it's very predictable. But we'll see. <sighs> All right, I'm writing down. Okay, okay. Blessings writing. I'm writing it down on a napkin. Good enough. That'll work. That'll get it done. Oh. <sighs> so we begin the final four. 
Blessing, Adeoye Jr., God of War, a number one seed versus Marvel's Spider-Man, a number four seed. What is your pick? Oh. Come on. Uh, this is Let him be, Barrett. Let him be, Barrett. I, I'm going to go God of War. I, I really want to make the Spider-Man argument because I just really like Spider-Man. Honestly, this is very similar to me of like the the um the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild versus Mario Odyssey thing of like ah. 2017 when those games were up against each other in, in Game of the Year. Whereas like for me, God of War is Breath of the Wild, whereas Spider-Man, uh, uh, Marvel Spider-Man is Mario Odyssey. Whereas Spider-Man is such comfort food for me. Like I can go back and play Spider-Man right now and have a blast and enjoy it and feel fulfilled and mm-hmm. uh, really enjoy what I'm getting. Whereas God of War, I wouldn't go back and play God of War like for comfort food at all. Like if I'm gonna play God of War, I'm making it a thing. And I I think the the thing that really works with me for God of War is what it, what an amazing experience it is from point A to point B, like from beginning to end. It is such a I, and I hate you. I hate using this word, but I don't really have another another phrase for it. Like it's such a work of art, um, sure. in, in 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 what it is. It is such a a great redemption for that franchise. Like for me, as somebody who did not, I mean, I enjoyed God of War on PlayStation Two. Fine. Um, I thought it, I thought it was fun. I thought it was. I remember as a kid being like, "Oh yeah, these graphics are great," but I never really fell in love with that franchise. Like God of War actually made me fall in love with the characters in the world and, and what was going on. And I actually started to get into Norse mythology because of God of War. And I was like, oh, shoot, man, maybe I should look up uh, all these different characters like Thor That's and well Odin and, and figure out who they are and Loki and all this stuff. Like it got me into that. And so, yeah, it's it's such, it's too powerful of a game. I'm with you. I vote God of War. Still my favorite game uh of all time this year games not included because i haven't sat there to actually decompress and do that or whatever um worth pointing out uh, i did the poll and then never actually looked at it we had 121 people vote in the spider-man versus bloodborne poll uh spider-man ran away with it 70.25 percent to uh, 29.75 percent so 85 votes to 36 votes thank you all for participating makes me feel better <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. The internet will hate us for that. That's definitely going to be oh, thrown in our face for the rest of our lives. But there you go. So advancing to the finals, God of War, the number one seed, which brings us to the other side of the bracket. We have Last of Us Part One versus Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Part two. I'm sorry, Last of Us Part Two, the number one seed versus Final Fantasy Seven Remake, the number four seed. I have too many goddamn numbers next to these games to figure it all out. I mean, my argument is my my pick is Final Fantasy Seven Remake. And Ooh, yeah, yeah, it spicy is. one. I love it. I, I last. Oh, so it's up to chat. My yeah. so it was Tamor who actually put this the perfect way for me. Um, when we were talking, I was on GameSpot after dark, um, a couple weeks ago, and we were having the discussion of like where the best games of the year so far. And Final Fantasy VII came up, and we we're kind of talking about how, yeah, like for both of us, I think it's both of our games of the year so far. And I think the way we put it in comparison with Last of Part Two, because because I think we're all also in love with The Last of Us Part Two, But I think, for me, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a game that... It's it's the reason why I play games. Like, it is it is what I love about video games versus The Last of Us Part Two, which is something that I am fascinated with and that I am utterly impressed with and something that blows me away. Final Fantasy VII Remake is the reason why I play. Like, that, I think those, that's, like, that's kind of how I justify how I feel about both of them in relation to each other and how I feel about them, where 
Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'm in love with how that game plays. I'm in love with the characters. I'm in love with the You weren't world. in love with how There's, Last of Us played. I really liked how Last of Us played. I wouldn't say sure. I'm, I was in love with it. You know, like, I... I I, I, it's not like to me. It's not the best stealth game out there. Like I would give, I'll still give that to something like Metal Gear Solid Five or something like uh, uh, Hitman. Right? I, I don't think The Last of Us Part Two necessarily has the best gameplay in the world. I think there. I think in terms of pacing, there are things that can be cut. Right? I think there, there are, there are, I, there, are, there are multiple places where they can shorten up that game. Um, in terms of story, like the story is really was really, I think dynamic and cool and. They tried new things and they like they really went for it uh, in the story and the framing of the story and all that stuff. But at the same time, there are moments in the story where I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how much I align with, I guess, like the messaging, you know, that you guys were going for here, or align with how uh, this the the role that this player this character played in the story. Like there there are a bunch of little things here and there with the last part two that I feel like I, I can kind of pick apart. And I and I mean, even with that said, I'll still say that the game is. is fantastic and is one of the best experiences i've had with the game i'll still i would still say that but with final fantasy 7 remake remake there's something about it that for me felt more like magic than anything and i think it was i think it is just the feel of that world and 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 those characters and how everything kind of i don't know if it, it, it feels like a pixar movie in some ways that um really vibe with me in the in in uh the events in the game like I don't know. There's there's so much in Final Fantasy VII Remake that worked for me. Well, well argued. Uh, of course, you're wrong. I don't need to point <laughs> that out. And the chat didn't need me to point it out. You got clowned in this poll. 101 <laughs> to 36. Uh, the Last of Us Damn. advances on to face God of War in the final. So that's the number one Who seed, God of War, versus predicted. the number one Last of Us Part Two. Who would have predicted it, right? However... That does lead us to the number th- the battle for third place. Yes. Marvel's Spider-Man versus Final Fantasy Remake. What Man, are you I'm arguing going, there? I'm going Final Fantasy VII Remake over Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Chat, do your thing. Hold on, I gotta make the poll. But yeah. Okay, number... And these are all games, like, for the record, these are all games that both of us adore. Yep. You know, people are gonna come out of this being like, oh, they hate spider-man or they hate last of us but they made it this far so the poll is out we can see i don't want to do the final so we have an answer on that but hopefully uh, the chat's pretty spider-man-y as they they go they're 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 vocal in the chat about spider-man but as i refresh it it's uh, no there it goes (laughs) uh spider-man beaten up on final fantasy right now 51 should we do spider-man versus god of war in the chat i want to see what they feel about that because they're feeling strong, strongly about that game. They love that Spidey, you know what I mean? Well, remember that they're still salt. There was one, uh, at least one person. No, there it is. Eric Miller was so salty that Horizon lost. Every time we start talking about Spider-Man, he's like, well, it should be Horizon. <laughs> like, well, it, still would lo- it would lose. I mean, that's just how it would go. Spider-Man really wins, even, yeah. I'm calling, I'm calling it for Spider-Man at 88-41 right now. Spider-Man uh, becomes your third place game third there, place. which there is no benefit to, but congratulations, Spidey. Which brings us to the finals. God of War, the number one seed, versus The Last of Us Part Two, the number one seed. What a final. What a final. Two fantastic games. 2018 and 2020, right here, represented. (laughs) Two fantastic games for similar yet different reasons. And that and then it that we I wrestle with the question once again, Bless. What is the best PlayStation 4 exclusive? 
And as I ask that question, it's Krajuki off in the distance. His question from earlier echoing, right? I think one reliable indicator of the greatest exclusives could be which games make people consider buying the console. As someone who does not own a PlayStation at this time, perhaps I can offer this outsider perspective. We're back to the old for me. It's the IGN top 20, top 25, whatever the fuck it is, PlayStation games. Which one are we putting on this list? And for me, I would always argue that from the this list comes down to what I would recommend and what I would recommend first. And what I would say to anybody buying a game or buying the PlayStation 4 in this instance, what would be my blanket recommendation? And The Last of Us Part 2 is a marvel of gameplay, storytelling, world building, uh, themes, uh, expanding on it. As you said earlier, right? A sequel we didn't know we needed. Uh, I mean, God, what? Can, I mean, uh, it plays with your expectations. I don't want to spoil it, obviously. I it, this isn't a spoiler cast for Last of Us Part 2. It's only been out a month. Like, we're not going to go into that level thing. But I mean, in terms of playing with your expectations, subverting them, dealing with themes, being a discussion point, Etc. 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 And so on and so on and so on. I come back to the fact that when I when I ask what my favorite game of all time is, I do not say Last of Us Part Two. I say God of War. I still think God of War is a game that doesn't waste a moment. That is a fun, touching at times, fun game throughout. Uh, I think it, few gameplay experiences compare to calling back the Leviathan Axe and catching it, uh, eventually getting your blades, uh, your relationship with Atreus. Uh, and again, to go back to, if you want to talk about story, like the fact that Kratos went from, I think, one of my most despised characters to someone I'm like, holy shit, like I get it. Like I don't, you know, I don't, that doesn't make me like the first three games or his characterization of the first th- first three games or the first games because I'm obviously including a PSP in there too. Uh, doesn't, you know, change it fully, but it does build on it. And it was such a great way to evolve that character and do different things with him. And that's why, I vote God of War. I still think God of War is something so special in terms of games. It's back to the conversation we've had about Ghost, where I think Last of Us is more than a game. And I know people get mad at me when I say that. I think it's more than a game. And I think it's something incredibly special. And I think it's going to be talked about and dissected for years and years and years, which is amazing and great. But I think in terms of still what I think of a video game is, if you were buying a PlayStation, without a doubt, without hesitation, I would tell you to buy God of War. Yeah, my answer is also God of War. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have a, a bunch of reasoning behind it, uh, you know, aside from all the things we've already said. But it is, it it is such a clean experience. Like, it is it is such a from beginning to end. Again, like they they had vision and they delivered on it like so well. Um, I think God of War had the task that Last's Part Two didn't have of bringing this character back like trying to refresh a character trying to like essentially reinvent one of the biggest franchises that playstation already had right like reinvent it and make it matter again and make it meaningful and everything about the previous god of war games didn't feel meaningful like um, and that's not to say that like you know hack and slash games or, or uh uh you know that type of character action game can't feel meaningful in, in, in some way but the ways in which they they took the story, they took the character, they took the camera angle, they took the the presentation yep. of it, they took the setting. You know, they they injected new life into Kratos and into the God of War as a game in pretty much every single way. And 
like really really like nailed it like i like i I can't stress enough how how much like they they like i don't know it, it it's it's crazy to me that that coming out of that game i i look at characters like brock and Sindri, or i look at, at a character mm-hmm. like atreus or mm-hmm. i look at a, i look at characters like um balder or um uh like pretty much any of the characters in that game and i and i can think of moments that i had with them in that game and i can yep. think of how much they matter to the story and it felt like they had such few characters in that game but Every, every single one of them felt so meaningful to the experience. And I think we talk about story, right? And you talk about the moments, and I agree with everything you're saying, right? But it is the fact that it's all those things, and behind that are gameplay mechanics and armor sets that gave you different abilities for how you wanted to play and how you were actually spending those upgrades. And I think that gets lost as we talk about it a lot. It does sound, you know, oh, it's the axe. Oh, it's the blades, whatever. But it was still this game that had all these levels of complexity on top of it that made it yeah. fun to play yet let alone experience yeah and honestly it's it's a game like god of war why i like i going into ghost of tsushima i was like well i don't know if i like this combat system because god mm-hmm. of war is the mm-hmm. game that kind of changed how i thought about combat systems like god of war the way in which they were like all right let's look at what other games are doing let's look at what maybe a souls game is doing and try and adjust and make this make this game that was a hack and slash game feel more modern and, and feel more purposeful and feel more grounded and again like they nailed it right like there's some there's so many uh uh mechanics within what's going on in that combat system you know from the Levi- leviathan x from the blades from having atreus you know being this second party member that is like using arrows and how much that like how how that feeds into everything you're doing it, it, it's fantastic and like i it's it's hard for any game to really for me. It's hard for any game to really rival, um, you know, what God of War has done for PlayStation Four. Agreed, and it was hard for the chat to argue as well. We put a straw poll in just for the hell of it, and uh, God of War beat uh, God of War beat God of War beats The Last of Us Part Two uh, about sixty six percent to thirty four. So there you have it. You agreed on that final decision, although many of you are still salty about Bloodborne, and we understand. So, ladies and gentlemen. Scientifically and definitively, uh, God of War is the best PlayStation 4 exclusive ever. Congratulations to them. Barrett, I will accept all your fan mail slash hate mail for everything we did. I, th- when we, I, I, I'm curious to see what you guys wrote down in the paper, but this was my guess is that it was okay. easily going to be God of War. I, de- I definitely used my napkin to like wipe myself down. I forgot I wrote shit down. <laughs> what did you write? Uh, basically, number one, God of War. Number two, Last was Number three, Final Fantasy. Number four, Spider-Man. I thought, I thought Final Fantasy would have beat Spider-Man. I thought it was going to be more surprising than God of War 1, honestly. Because I thought, really? you know, com- coming so hot off Last of Us and the fact that I do think it's something entirely different and special and everything else, I thought more people would think we would go Last of Us. I thought that would have been the more uh, interesting pick on that level. But that's how it goes. That's why you have number one seeds, right? That's why uh, any given Sunday, right? I'm, you know what I mean? You know what I mean over there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of this? Of course, if you're in the chat, you can sign off there. If you're watching later on youtube.com slash games, you can say it in the comments. If you're listening on a podcast service of your choice, roll on your window, scream it outside. Let the world know. Uh, Barrett, how long do we go today? Uh, this is about two and a half hours. Honestly, and we did take a little bit of a break in between there. So for YouTube public, it'll probably be a little shorter, but that's roughly about it. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Flew by. thank you very much for your support on this very special episode of PS. I love you. XOXO. Remember each and every Tuesday we post a brand new episode. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You 
can, of course, ask us questions there. Submit your PSN names usually. Uh, for the record, I pulled uh, Jeff Flieger uh, PSN profile. We'll get to that next week instead. Uh, you can get in there. You can ask us questions. You can watch live like so many of you are right now, like Melvin Rodriguez, who says that was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all. And again, I know so many more of you are watching it live than usual. Again, thank you so much for showing up. And we needed you on this one to come break the ties and do the things, even though you all fucked me and nobody let me dethrone Shadow of the Colossus early. I wanted that upset so bad, but I respect you. Uh, if you have no bucks to toss away, we totally understand. Don't worry about it. You can go to youtube.com slash games podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morn. It would mean a lot if you share it with your friends, subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, rated us on iTunes. Uh, I don't think Spotify has a rating. Maybe they do. I don't know. Tweet at Spotify and say, hey, I really like PS. I love you. XOXO, something like that. Uh, no matter where you get it, it'd be awesome if you went to the other services and supported it there. Remember, of course, we now have an Xbox podcast. The Kind of Funny Xcast posts each and every Saturday morning, 6 a.m. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe. Kind of, we're working on it. Snowbike Mike, Alana Pierce, and Gary Witta. Blessing, I had a lot of fun today. This is good. This is a fun time. Do you have it in you to do a post show? I know we've kept you late today. I know we're getting liquored up. I can do one. All right. Well, Barry, can you do a post show? I mean, yeah. I appreciate your dedication to your job, even though it's not five o'clock yet. So it kind of makes sense. Okay, yeah, do his job. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was the thing. I, like, I can't argue. It's technically before five thirty, so I can't say like, nah, I got to get Listen, out of here. <laughs> you guys both know that I am what they call a bosszilla. Right? I, I order you around. I make you play predator hunting grounds all the time. I suck, but I just wanted to make sure in front of people that I act like I care. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, sure. I'll tell you right now, I could have Kevin. Like that to Blessing's house, and he'd steal that backpack, and that's game over. Oh, Ladies no, and gentlemen, we got a post show to do. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where we'll keep drinking and keep talking PlayStation. If you want to come over and hang out, great. If you don't, see you later. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.